Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. A mic for episode 96 for Sunday, 11th of September 2022. This week's show, we'll be discussing you get Assassin's Creed and you get an Assassin's Creed. Everybody gets Assassin's Creed. Woo! Microsoft and Sony mudslinging much, uh, a, a mudslinging mud match. That's a tongue twister and a half over Call of Duty exclusivity. Cyberpunk 2077's long awaited expansion is finally revealed. And our first impressions of the new released Splatoon 3. Shut up! All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everyone, to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Mike. If you'd like to support the show, we'd love to get you to subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. If you're a mega fan, come join us on Discord. All the links in the description below or at bigweekpod.com. So over to my... Am I going to point the correct way this time? Yeah, over, over the, Yeah, yeah. Over to my right, which is my left on my screen. Uh, we've got our executive producer, Intigot. Hello, hello, hello. And over to my other side, we've got the editor-in-chief, Swinney. Yes, this is Swinney. Excellent. That is you indeed. And I am wearing a pair of glasses, not because I'm trying to look cool, but because I've got an eye thing. I'd rather not... No. An eye thing. Thing. I've got an eye thing. It's, it's a medical eye term. It's not a pink eye. <laughs> I know there's a lot of pink and stuff in my room, but it's not that. It's 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 because of my cat, basically. I'm always so, surprised yeah. that people are so open to talk about pink eye. Like at work, they'll go, "Oh, I've got pink eye." I'm like, I don't you think don't want you want to disclose that. No. that to people. Highly contagious. I don't really actually. I've never known what it really is. I've just known it's always funny. But you so know, it's the, like the, wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like so. This isn't always the case, but the most common way that people get it is, you know, like being quite dirty and then touching their eyes. Yeah. Like it's bacteria this is not a, in this your is, eye. This is so. not a pink eye, by the way. It's a. It's <laughs> no. It's a clogged up duct, according to the internet. <laughs> It is. I think it. I, I think it might. It, it's only started happening since I got a cat. So I don't know if it's like. Well, he, she's something. He is can a cats he, right? give he. people? Can cats give people pink eye? Yeah, it's not a pink eye. The rest of the eye's fine. It's just like the eyelid just has like a, a, bit of pink a, a lump eye. thing. No, didn't not, didn't sit on your head while you were asleep or anything. He does, but which that's the thing. Is it, yeah, he's sitting on your head, giving yeah. you pink eye. It's not a pink eye. <laughs> he's a little cat bunghole sitting on your face. <laughs> it's not a pink giving eye. You pink eye. <laughs> so his eyes are I mean, balloons, so that's why he can't take his glasses off. It's not a Snapchat filter this time. No, this time it's not a, st- a Snapchat filter. Sorry, it's it's the real thing. Um, <laughs> it's the real thing. By the way, I, I got... I don't know if you guys can see. I got, I got a new <laughs> lamp behind me. Yeah, that's nice. It, it's a pink lamp. Speaking of pink, pink eye, it kind of, kind of looks like an eye. So actually. you do have pink eye. You, you uh, I broke it on the way home from Ikea. Yeah. Got home, smashed. Had to epoxy it back. Oh, you backside. didn't return it. Oh, okay. Shit. No. Well, actually, you can. So it turns a couple of, couple of hacks, a couple of Ikea hacks to, <laughs> to start the podcast up. I don't know how that's gaming related, but they do sell some Sorry. gaming desks and stuff, I guess, now. Uh, number one, number one, if you have Ikea family and you break an item on the way home, 
and I think it might cover you for breaking during assembly, you can go back and, and, and swap it out. Pretty cool, I reckon. Really good thing. Oh, really? While well, building yeah. it, they'll they'll just let I, you. Don't quote me on the last one, but I do know they have the transport thing, where if you if it smashes while you really? while you get oh, home, that's pretty. They, good. they do that. And, and the second thing is, order the kids' meals because <laughs> oh, because so I did this today. I was looking at the site <laughs> and I'm like, hang on a minute. One meatball, one meatball uh, uh, thing tray. with you know just just a tray, just with with a serving of of eight meatballs. Uh, mash and and uh, and what are they called? The green things that I rarely eat cranberry, it's, it's vegetables. Beans? No, beans? no, they're not beans. Peas. Oh, peas. Oh, peas. Oh, I nearly <laughs> forgot it. When you don't eat vegetables, that's what happens. You forget that the is, name of that basic is an vegetable. To a society. What, are the green <laughs> what are those little green balls called? Peas. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know, rare vegetable. <laughs> peas. That rare vegetable called peas. It's so, so rare that we gave it three-letter word. <laughs> P-E-A. Super complicated to remember. So, uh, yeah, so eight balls and the, the rest of the shebang a bang. However, however, you can get you can get five balls with the mashies and the peas and everything else in the, the kid's meal, and you get free jelly for $4. <laughs> So I walk up to the counter and I'm like, can I just have two kids' meatballs meals, please? Lady just did it straight away. Didn't give a shit. Didn't even ask if I had kids or not. And obviously, I'm not going to go through the mathematics of it. You know much better the mathematics into God, but it's, it's, a, really, it's a way better deal than, than buying it yourself. So anyway, that's my tip for today. Uh, what about you guys? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, I think uh, there's, a, there's a couple of corrections we, we want to make. Uh, do you want to have got the first one? Yeah, the first one is there was a community member, Clayton Young. He pointed out, and I did double check this, and it seems like he's correct. It's not confirmed, but uh, mm. I said in the last show that PSVR 2, surely, surely they're going to have uh, backwards compatibility with PS1 titles, and supposedly all the community doesn't believe that will be the mm. case. And there's quite a bit of work that they need to do to make that happen. And I'm like, oh, this is really making me sour on PSVR 2. That really sucks because the idea of, okay, if I want to play any of those other games, I've got to have the other VR headset in a way that I could go set that up when I've got this other one that I'm using now. It's like the idea yeah. of having to maybe swap mm. between VR headsets if you want to play those older ones. Well, well I, think yeah, what this, I think what everyone believes is they'll port, because it's like, work but not that much work to make it mm. but then it's like it's so classic sony it's same as like ps4 there's some games that you can play the ps5 version and it's upscaled sometimes you pay sometimes they don't have a ps5 version so like bloodborne right so ah oh man it's kind of yeah i don't know i'm kind of souring on the ps vr too partly also with my experience with the oculus like having it at home now it's just so cumbersome and it like, it's, you know, obviously can make you a little bit ill. So hmm. I don't know, man, I'll, I'll see when it comes out, but I'm also very hmm. nervous about the price hmm. of it as well. But anyway, we're going down the rabbit hole, but you have a correction as well, Swinney. I do. So last week, Mike took us through a big run through of the latest, uh, Ryzen, was it 7,000 series? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Why and so I, 
Well, my my apologies that I wasn't probably paying as much attention as I probably should have in your so segments out. in that one. Um, <laughs> because I didn't realize that you said that the new CPUs are on a six nanometer die. Oh, no, and I thought, seven. I thought I thought that sounded a bit strange, so I, I double checked seven? with. TSMC and AMD. Oh, and confirm that is indeed on a five nanometer five. fin set fin okay. So they wow. also mentioned that, that the packaging, because the box size will also, you know, because the the <laughs> die is a bit small, the box size will also be smaller. So the packaging will actually be smaller for retail. So wow. okay. I just so wanted to correct you on that. All Mike. of it up. Okay, I did. He I screwed everything up. up. By yes. an entire nanometer, no less. I I yes. actually have got the fifty. I think it's fifty nine fifty X. Oh, flexing! Yeah, and, tell us about it. Well, there's not much to it. It's just it's a boring CPU, right? But totally boring. The packaging's way smaller than my twenty six hundred. Really? Yeah, it's way smaller. Like, and oh. I was thinking about it. I'm like, this dickhead's always talking about the size of this thing, <laughs> but it's literally way smaller. Now, like, it kind of makes sense, though, because the 2600 comes with a stock cooler, whereas mm. the 5950X doesn't. It comes with nothing, just the CPU. Yeah, right? it makes sense. So, Because yeah, I know it. everyone's going to water cool them. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that set up. Man, that was a pain in the ass. Fuck the CPU. I want to see, in... see this. Can you send me a pic offline? Yeah. yeah and in no way at all did I have any external assistance to help me with that correction. In no Wait, way. Were you the one that pointed it out, or did, did someone else that we happen to know go? And he it said, all, It was all me. It was all me. That was you, sure. And he, <laughs> he inconsistently, one time he goes 5950, 5950, 5950. Like, I must have called that CPU 20 different names. I can send this image, uh, but you can't, you can't comment on. The fan configuration, the ang- like okay. direction. If you comment on it, you're gonna get blocked for a week. Okay, <laughs> blackballed <laughs> from PC discussions. I'm not allowed to. Okay, I will not comment. The on amount the of times you're talking about how many fans I have and everything like that. Damn, I always that had, looks... I always had two fans, but I just yeah. wanted to stir you. Can I make a comment though? No, no, you literally cannot. <laughs> Sorry, my Did you? Your arm ready? No, my arm no. Just All right, let's move in. Let's move into what we're playing. <laughs> This is if people also could listen to our pre-show discussion. This is the most chaotic thirty-six minutes of the show's history. It's awesome! It's it's magnetized, so that's my ah, defense. It's not okay. like it's. Okay. I didn't break it. I, I thought you broke it. Broke it. No, All right. Well, since anything, you're up with the shenanigans, else? Swinney, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing a lot of games this week, and I've also completed a bunch of games. Um, I've kind of been in the... I've been driven to, like, actually, like, play games through to completion a bit more than I have in the, like, in recent months. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this whole game pass thing where I'm trying out different games, I feel like I need to actually just sit down with some of them and actually... Like, they're not not all these games are long. So, for instance, I'll talk about one of them in, in a little bit, but I went back and... Finally, just wrapped up 100% Over Rogue. So that's the deck builder RPG from Chemical oh, Needs to Create that cool. I reviewed on the show. Game um, of the Year contender? I, I don't think it's Game of the Year contender, but it is a very fun game. Um, I unfortunately just had a bit of a grind to finish off like the last achievement for that. So I wrapped that up. Also jumped on the latest game that they released uh, called Fairy Elements, which I will talk a bit more about when I do the update to the Chemco tier list. Uh, that game is pretty good, actually. So pretty, pretty finish good. that one as well. 
Now, in terms of some of the Game Pass games um, I've been playing, so there's a whole bunch that I just tried, did just try out for a little bit. Um, I thought I'd really get into Citizen Sleeper, which is a game that was released quite a few months ago, and that's why I kind of hadn't talked about it on the show yet, because I want to sit down and give this a good shot. And I didn't like it very much. Um, I thought it kind of came out around the same time as Norco did, and I thought it might give me that same kind of like experience. But it's basically... It's like a narrative game but has all dice rolls all throughout and just something about the way it's set up and, you know, you can prove your character to get different dice roll abilities. And I was just like, it just didn't hook me at all. Um, it's got a neat premise where you... It's basically like a world where you're... Um, it's, I don't know if it's really clone is the right word, but basically, like, they clone people to make them, like, for manual labour and this person's escaped on a space station mm. and stuff. So Citizen Sleeper didn't really hook me, but um, it might hook some. Um, also tried out Grid Legends, which came out. Um, I don't I know if you that. I think it came out this week, didn't it? Or did yes. it just get added again? The, within yeah. the last week, I think. Yeah. Grid Legends, that's a pretty game. Um, it looks really, really nice. And for considering I'm not... So if anyone doesn't know, Grid is, you know, it's a it's a racing series. Um, it feels more arcade-y than, than Sim. I don't know if that's the intention, but it definitely didn't give me the it's Sim arcade-y. feeling. No, yeah. definitely not semi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but it, it look it actually cool because I've got like a whole storyline part of it. I I only did a few races, um, just because I think that like I've still got like Forza Horizon Five sitting on the on the back burner that I still want to get back to. So if I'm mm. probably going to sit down longer with a racing game, I'll probably go back to that one. But Grid Legends seemed all right. So, just yeah. a quick correction: has been out since yep. February. The game has, but on Game Pass, it just came out. Well, that's out why I wasn't week. sure. I wasn't sure yeah. if it yeah, just added. Yeah, but that's what you're referencing yeah, yeah. to, right, Spinny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It's been out for a little while, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I actually one... did download that, by, by the way, oh. as well, Spinny. I just, I, I played it for so little that I'm like, it's not worth putting it on the thing. But yeah. enough to kind of go, okay, this is pretty cool, but yeah. There's just so many games in that grind. category, especially Too if you've many. got Forza. Yeah. Like Forza's, the, the Forza, what is it, Forza 7? I don't even remember what number we're up to. I think it will actually be That's Forza available, yeah. I think it will be Forza 8. Forza 8, okay. That's think... coming, and then you've got Forza Horizon as well. It's sort of, I don't know, I feel like you're so covered in that space. Do you really, mm. yeah, I don't know. I guess people who really love that genre, it's it's sort of like the mm. subtle changes, it's worth it, so. Uh, also tried out, um, last week actually, tried out Midnight Fight Express. Um, so that game had a little bit of buzz, and I know, Mike, I think you might have tried it out mm-hmm. as well. For a game that's all about like rushing through and you know cool combat encounters and like it's almost like it it's definitely not a sandbox game but it feels like more like a sandbox combat game where you can do different stuff and things. I actually didn't like the combat system in it. (laughs) We were a game that's focused on combat, so I realized (laughs) that look, I played through played it for about an hour and then I said, look, if the combat isn't working for me and that's what this game is based around, I'm not going to play any more of it. So mm. I wasn't a big fan. I don't mind if you enjoyed it or not. No, I, I didn't mind it. It kind of, it, it was reminiscent of the combat system and I, people are going to hate me for saying this, of the Batman series. It is. But that was is, so yeah. much more refined and it introduced mm. you to things a bit slower I, I struggle with these kind of games sometimes that just doesn't give you that intro. It still it had a mm. tutorial for a while, but it kind of still feels like okay, now just go and do it. And I always forget. I'm like, fuck, do I press this or this to take this to throw a weapon to do that? And I'm like, I just couldn't be bothered in mm. the end. It just felt a bit undercooked for me. Um, well, so it was maybe one, one developer or something. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, not so sure. it's it's not 
not a huge it's obviously a pretty indie kind of game so it's still pretty cool for what it is um but yeah Another game that was put on Game Pass, I think it was this week or last week, that I was actually interested in trying and I actually intended to complete, but um, it's a lot harder to complete than I thought, is a game called Immortality. So this game has also gotten a little bit of buzz. Um, it's I don't know if you guys have heard of Sam Barlow. Um, so he's a, a developer that he worked on her story and telling lies. Oh, yeah. These kind yeah, of, yeah. like, you know, these interactive fmv style games where you know i think in with her story you you know you're looking up words keywords to find different footage and then match it all and try and uncover it so immortality is actually really fascinating um it's it's hard it is a game but it's hard to kind of classify it as a game it's more like a, a puzzle like an interactive fmv puzzle where you've Basically, you, there's this actress and um, there's three movies and you basically have to uncover the different footage across these three different movies. And, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's pretty creepy at times. Like, you, depending on how you manipulate the footage, you will get extra, like, subverted footage. And I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's really, really cool, really intriguing. But hmm. I spent, like, five hours on this game and I looked up how much footage I'd found and I was like, 20% of the footage I found and I'm like sheesh so <laughs> I, I I thought like I was close to maybe getting to because you can get to credits in it um, and I realised I'm like I don't even know how to complete this game so I will go back to it but um, it's really cool like if anyone I don't it's not going to be for everyone but it's kind of like a game that I'd I would like people to, to give a shot just so mm -hmm. it's, it's these kind of things and you know like people trying different stuff with, with the medium you know so but a game that i do recommend to many people and i was shocked by how much i like this game like Ooh. absolutely shocked shocked is tiny me. kin tiny uh, kin i is... thought of you when i saw this by the way so <laughs> tiny kin is basically a weird mix between let's say banjo kazooie like a 3d platformer where you're in like a kind of a big open area um, Pikmin, Pikmin yeah, and yeah. like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The kind of like it's like a weird mix between those three things, but goddamn, does what comes out of it the other end is so fun. Um, this game absolutely blew me away in terms of like I sat down, I'm like, I'll play this, and it feels like a game I'd actually like like to complete because it looks cool, and I I almost like just sat down and just played it in one go. It was that <laughs> it's wow. super addictive. Um, it's Got some of the best 3D platform controls I've probably ever played. Um, Whoa, it's that's not a huge the claim. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> it's so, like, you play the game and it feel everything feels right. Now, the controls feel almost, like, too precise in the sense that you wouldn't want these controls for, like, a Mario game. This game is obviously, there's platforming and stuff, but it's much more, like, you can't, for instance, there's no, anim there's no enemies in this game. It's not like a game where you're fighting enemies or anything. It's more about environmental puzzles, and if you fall from a, a big height, it will just respawn you at the top. So it's, it's a game where the challenge, it's, there's not that much challenge in it. It's more of just figuring out the cool puzzles, and, and they're all super simple, but they're just all super, like, um... I don't know, it just feel, feels cool when you finish them, you know? Mm -hmm. And in terms of the Pikmin element, so the tiny can you get different kinds, and each level introduces a new kind where the first one you just, you know, you just throw them to the whole old, old Pikmin thing of, okay, I need to throw 10, 
10 of them at this thing so they can pick it up and move it somewhere all right they start you off with that but then they introduce ones that explode on impact and then you lose them then really cool things like one that you can when you collect more of them you hold the, the trigger button down and then you'll create like a, a tower that you immediately climb and it just the sound effects and the feel of it it's just all awesome like i don't have many bad things to say about this game like this game is shockingly Man. good and game it's not year. It honestly, it's really good, and <laughs> I don't. It's and it's not a super long game either. I don't think it outstays its welcome. Um, and the good thing is, if you don't, a lot of the time you can just do all the extra stuff in the environment. You can even not bother with that, and you can probably get through the game way quicker as well. Uh-huh. Anyone that loves three D platformers, um, I think this like you got to give this game a shot. I can't remember if it's on everything. I know it's on Switch, um, and obviously it's on Xbox because I'm, I'm playing it on that. But yeah, Tiny King, I. This was not on my radar at all, and it kind of blew me away. Yeah, so. it's on everything. It's like PS5, PS4. Oh, it's so it's so cool. It I actually really, really like is it. reviewed really well, but yeah. it must have been. I don't like you're the first person who's ever said anything about this game. Or I've never heard of this game before. I in, integral. I actually think you would like this game. Yeah, I it really looks. Do. Yeah, um, is it on Game Pass or is it just? Yes, uh, it's on Game Pass. I'm not sure if it's on PC Game Pass. Um, I'll have to check that. Um, but yeah, it's. I do remember seeing this in like a Nintendo Direct, and it looked alright, but I kind of forgot about it. Um, but I'm just checking now. Yeah, it's on. Um, it's on PC Game Pass. All right, PC I'll on install PC it. Game Pass. Yeah, I'll put yeah. A note down it's not here. not a long game, so I don't think. Um, I'll just try you know, it. It'll tie you I out, mean, so, yeah. that is the best thing of Game Pass. As much as I shit on yeah. Game Pass, as much like you know, the other week when I tried Immortals: Phoenix Rising, I always wanted to try that game, and it was like, okay, it's come on Game Pass. I'll try it, and uh, it's kind yeah. of what I thought it was. So I'll definitely try yeah. this. It does look really cool. It looks like there's no, just looking at the B-roll, it looks like there's kind of like no momentum and inertia when the character's moving. Mm. Like it just comes to a standstill straight away. And that's why I was saying it doesn't, it's the kind of controls that wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work for Mario, but it just feels like in this kind of game, like with the way they've set it up, it just feels nice to, to play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely. So. Yeah, I feel like I get the game just by watching it, which is good, right? And there's yeah. yeah a lot more to the game, obviously. So great sound design as well. Just the sound of the different tiny kin and and things. Like that. It's just really cool. So. Mm, nice, awesome. Makes me want to play that game. What's what's it called? It it Pikmin. It's taking two of them. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> All right. Well, so Mike, Mike, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? <laughs> I'm playing a bit of Assassin's Creed Origins, and that is me. What about you, Intergot? Oh, that's it. That's all you got to say. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> Just a bit more Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, all right then. Uh, so this week I clocked Horizon Forbidden West. Um, nice. So yeah, I, like I could go on and on about this game. It's a great game. Like, and Swinny, you definitely love this game. Um, knowing you, you have to play Zero Dawn first. It's it's like super linked. Mm. The stories. I've, I've got it installed. I, I just need to start booting it up. And and I couldn't, like, you know, this pretty much reviewed the same as Zero Dawn. So I'm sure I'm really going to like Zero Dawn as well. And I'm sure you'll like Zero Dawn. Like, I'd be pretty shocked if you don't like these two games. Mm. Even though I haven't played Zero Dawn, but I just know what it would be like. But it is, it, uh, it's a very funny game in a way. Because everything about it is so awesome. And then there's just moments where you're like, oh, like, you know, why? Like, the game still is quite buggy and supposedly on launch it was way buggier than it is now like there's so much pop in when they launch the game but even still there's still quite a bit of pop in and 
there's something about the way the game is. It's so polished, like a polished Assassin's Creed in terms of like, not too crazy on the UI stuff, right? And the guiding you, but still kind of guiding you way too much, if that makes any sense of what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, and it's so unfair what I'm going to do, but like comparing it to like Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild, which I mean, these series are unfortunately linked to those games given they came out just around the time of those two games, the first and the second game of the series. And, you know, like, I feel like it just seriously has not learned the lesson of Breath of the Wild, for me at least, personally, which is like, the you know, more of the exploration about what you want to do. And again, all of this is couched in, this is a great game. Like, this is a, I don't know what I would review it, but cool, it's cool a water super effects, solid game. Yeah. It's a super solid game. It looks gorgeous until it doesn't, right? Like, you know, I'm really into the game, and then all of a sudden, Aloy's hair goes crazy, like <laughs> Medusa. I'm like, how did they... They should have just changed her hair to be, like, tied back or something. Because, obviously, they've playtested this and mm. seen this issue and tried to fix it, and then just said, fuck it, we can't fix it. Like, let's just get on with it. And it, But it's immersion-breaking for me. Like, I'm kind of into it, and then it's like... Uh, and then I'm like, nah, fuck that. Um, and then, you know, like, oh, I'm so torn about this game. As I do think it's a really, really good game. It's just, maybe they're too ambitious in this game. And I kind of wish they scaled it down a bit and just spent more time on polishing it. And I know that they did delay it and everything. But yeah, the like a lot of the bugs and like a lot of the weird things that happened in this game really were annoying. Um, but again, like I had a really great experience my biggest criticism of the game though is that you really kind of have to get through like maybe half of the game and I won't like spoil it, but essentially it's, you know, it's almost more like a Metroidvania, this game. You'd like this, uh, mm. Mike, because mm-hmm. you kind of get to get ha- halfway through the game to be able to then, in my opinion, fully explore the open world. And I'll keep it like a little bit vague, but I was like just wanting to explore the open world and I kept on going, oh, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I actually have to read online about it. And I'm like, oh man, this kind of sucks. Like I have to play the main story to get more stuff of what I want. And then I can go back to doing what I wanted. And it it was sort of like really weird to me. It was like, why did they make this an open world game in a way? Like it's, I don't know. It's so strange in that way. Like I much prefer like the Elden Ring and, sort of like Breath of the Wild style of like, just do whatever you want, right? But if you go to certain areas, you'll get fucked up, right? Mm. Or like Breath of the Wild's case, it's like, just do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, once you get through the Great Plateau, it doesn't matter at that point. And how do they restrict restrict you? Is it abilities that stop you from climbing a wall or something to get Yeah, no, but I I, I don't want to ruin it for people, but there's just like, yeah, there's certain things, like a Metroidvania, right? Mm. Like, things are gated off, right? Which just feels kind of weird to me in an open world game. It's like, I don't really get the point of it. Like, I don't know, I struggle with it. And it, it, I was actually doing a lot of the game, like the side missions and everything. And then I kept hitting these walls and I actually just got pissed off at the game. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to just start doing the main story then, you bloody game. Like, if you're forcing me to do that. Um, and then the story, like, you know, I'm not big on story in general. It's a bit, like, cliche, the whole story and it. Like, whatever. I just started skipping the whole story. Which, you know, and, you know, the other part to it for me as well, I was really glad that I just jumped into this game. Because I think 
my OCD would normally go, no, I cannot start playing this game mm. when the second, the first yeah. game was there, right? And mm. I'm so glad that I just like jumped into the second. Um, and, you know, I literally could see myself going back to the first one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure when that or if that's going to happen. But it's a great game. Like I said, I think you both would like it. I think, Swinney, you would like it a lot because mm. it does seem to be like from the minimal amount that I played Assassin's Creed Origins... It's got a lot of those kind of like notes to it um, yeah. and it's just super polished and it's super fun. Like there's like heaps of different combat mechanics in it and all this extra stuff that I explored a little bit, but I didn't go super deep on, but um, but it's a really cool game. So, so question, do you think now that you've played this game that this is a potential game of the year candidate? Yeah, I, I think this is like for me pretty much locked in just because of the scale oh. of it as well. And the fact of the lack of competition across the board. Mm. Like, I was sort of like, eh, it's probably not going to make it to the the Game Awards top six. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm almost certain. It'll be Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, unless that's a bomb for some reason. This game, and then, yeah, it's kind of going back to, like, who knows what's, what the other three Tiny games Kim. are. Probably not Tinykin, because there are not enough people who have reviewed it. <laughs> Tinykin... Maybe indie, you know, like it's that's a, that's a small developer, but it hasn't so, got enough that, reviews. That's the problem. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it will, but like no. that, that is not a game the uh, no. um, style game. As much as I really, really enjoyed it, so. yeah. It's, so no, it's Horizon right. Forbidden West really recommend it. I got it for cheap, and I'm sure it will go on sale more and more. And like I said, highly recommend people pick it up. But um, what else have I been playing? Mm. I uh, got Splatoon 3 on Ooh. Friday, Australian time, and I played the bejesus out of it. It's uh, <laughs> another game that I'm kind of like, almost like mixed on in a way where I, like at a high level with Splatoon 3, this is the best Splatoon. I love the Wii U Splatoon because of the gamepad and the feeling of it was probably the best feeling of Splatoon, but in terms of overall features, quality of life, everything like that. This is the best version of Splatoon. Having said that, it still does, like, maybe this is unfair, but it does feel like, you know, Splatoon 1.75. Like, it feels very much like an iteration of Splatoon 2, which also felt like a very big iteration, or not a big iteration, but just a minor iteration of Splatoon 1. And I don't know if it's fair to criticize it in that way, given Call of Duty does it every year. You know, like it kind of releases the same game over again, different campaign, different stuff. But, you know, like I, I just kind of, I guess, warn people if they've played Splatoon 2 and they're not really interested in that anymore, I wouldn't get this game. But if you like Splatoon 2 like I did, it's great because it's got good quality of life. And I think, you know, the community's back again. A new series of Splatfest, all that kind of stuff. So that that's really cool. And I like playing the campaigns of Splatoon as well. On that note, because I, you know, I've thought about this in, in for other games as well, but with this in particular, how, like, what in what way could they actually not do like in terms of like a bigger jump? Because obviously the the core mechanics of the way the multiplayer works, if you change too much of that, then you'll upset you know the community, and it's like how do you how do you think you would do that if you were making a Splatoon three, you know, in in your head? You yeah, know? well, I like and I'll, I'll so like firstly like. <clears throat> single player campaign of this, right? I think Splatoon was like very much like a tutorial mode. Like it was so almost hardcore tutorial mode. Splatoon 2 built on that and it was 
less just like a tutorial mode and more of a story and a campaign. And I think this has taken inspiration, I guess, from the Octopath, uh, sorry, not Octopath, the, um, the expansion that Splatoon 2 had, where that was only a single player expansion. And it's, it's definitely taken a lot of the, insp- like the style of that into this main campaign. And it's very cool. I like the sort of overworld that you play around with to get into the levels. But, you know, number one for me, I feel like they could do so much more with Splatoon and the mechanics of Splatoon. Because it's awesome when you finally feel natural doing the gyro controls. Like, Mm. and most people either just aren't willing to try to get better at the gyro stuff. But it is just categorically better, right? When you get it in your head. Mm. And it feels super fluid and natural, and it's it's actually. You, have you very moved cool. on to it now? Have you moved on to gyro now, or are you still? I always had gyro. I always played with gyro. Okay. Oh, I thought you were on pad gamepad these days, but no, no, I was on sticks only because I was playing portably, so oh, I don't have yeah. gyro on that. So then oh, I always okay, play okay. with like the pro controller when I like normally can. So I only I've only played this gyro and pro controller. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, you know, in terms of what could they do better, I just think that I would love them to do more of a Bowser's Fury style thing with Splatoon. Well, yeah. Where it's like, because the levels are very cool, but they're just very, it's, it really does actually remind me of like Super Mario Brothers, the original game on the NES, where mm. it's like small little ideas, little things that you need to do, execute the skills, and it's all fun. But I feel like they could just do so much more. Because the base of the game is so fun and the dynamics and the mechanics of, mm. of how you move and the combat. Like, to me, you could make Splatoon into just a single-player game and if you really lent into it, it would be amazing, I think. But they just don't have that ambition, obviously, to do I, that or the team size, I guess. I wonder, um, and maybe it's a non-factor, but as you scale up the areas the whole thing about the paint mechanics and the memory and having to kind of like handle that from, yeah. with the tech. I'm just thinking like Maybe. if you, not even like Bowser's Fury, but let's say like Mario Odyssey size um, levels and stuff, I'm thinking like could they actually do that with current Switch hardware, you know? I'm not sure how much strain having to, you know, remember all the paint stuff and, you know, throughout the whole area and stuff. Yeah, but. yeah, and like that's that's a good segue. Man, this game looks freaking amazing. The fact that this is a 2017 year old, a 2017, sorry, effectively 2017 Android tablet, right? That's what this is, Mm. a a Switch, right? Like, let's not, you know, make it bigger than it is. It's insane how, like, stylistic and just really genuinely how good this game looks. Like, I went straight from, like, Horizon Forbidden West, PS5 to this, and... Like, to me, honestly, they just look both amazing. Like, I don't think this looks bad at all. This doesn't make the Switch look like it's aging. In fact, this makes it look like, oh, okay, it's got years left in its lifetime if they can do games like this. Now, the fact is, no one else can do games like this for some reason. (laughs) And this game runs at, like, 60 frames per second and looks unreal. Like... And and you're probably right actually because even um, the the overworld area at the start of the game of Splatoon it runs like twenty. It's honestly I haven't seen what you know Digital Foundry said, but it feels like it runs at like twenty two frames per second or something like that. It's mm. and that's the massive area, so maybe it is a problem with the the hardware. Um, and I'd be super interested if you know with the next whatever the next Nintendo console is, 
if they tried to make something massive in that space. Um, mm. The other thing I tried, which is new, which is the turf table tile, uh, table turf battle mode. So that's the card game. Uh, very much like supposedly like Yu-Gi-Oh, which I've never really played, but everyone sort of said, Hey, this is like Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, it didn't really grab me. Like I played a bit of it. It's super cool that they've added in. Like it's like fully featured card game, like in, in this game. It's just, yeah, it sort of hasn't grabbed me. And the other part of Splatoon that's always funny is, and you experienced this a little bit in the world premiere, Swinney, it's very esoteric in how it's structured. <laughs> so it's like, yes. I didn't know where the fuck to like play this game. I had to look it up. I'm like, where the fuck do I play this game? <laughs> and people are like, oh, look, it's really hard to explain, but like you go to this character, then you go right, and then you hang a real quick right, and then you'll see it in the Whoa, corner. What? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And then you go do it's it, like- <laughs> and you talk to the character, and then it unlocks it. It's like, what? This is so crazy. It's like trying to find a Gwent player somewhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, so my, weird. <laughs> Mike, to give you an example of the situation I had, and it, look, it did, I didn't take, didn't take me that long. No. It was more like... They're like, okay, to play Splatfest, you need to sign up and it's, you need to join a team. And, and Intergot goes, just just look around the world and have a look at what you think would relate to picking a team. So I looked around and I'm like, I saw a like a kiosk that had the different T-shirts of the different teams. I'm like, oh, so I went there okay. and that was it. Yeah. So it's cool, but that's that's what he's kind of getting at. Mm. The, the game, it's almost like they obfuscate things on purpose. Dark Souls. Oh, totally. No, 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 like, and I actually appreciate that because I feel like that was a criticism I had of Horizon Forbidden West. It was so gamey. It was like, everything was like playtested to death. And I don't know, for me, I'm never really that into that kind of stuff. And yeah, with Splatoon, it's, they, they like the uh, diegetic stuff. We were talking about that the other week, Mike. I don't know if you can still hear me, but Mike's um, favorite, yeah. his favorite word. No, yeah, kidding, your favorite word, diegetic. There's a lot of diegetic stuff in Splatoon. <laughs> like the ink, see, I don't know if you can see the B-roll, Mike, but yeah, there's an sure. ink tank on their back, which also yeah. is the exact ink that you have left. So when that runs out, you can visually see it's run out. That's when you've run out of ink. But there's other measures and other ways to see it as mm-hmm. well. So Where do you get more ink from, by the way? Oh, so like this is... Okay, you're you're a total <laughs> noob on Splatoon. Don't question, I'm super noob. No, no, no. Like I, I think genuinely Splatoon is like one of the most creative ideas in terms of like third person, you know, fighting a shooting game, sorry. Mm-hmm. So like in the turf wars, when you're actually fighting against other people, the objective is to ink the ground. You run out of ink, but then to get ink, you go into the squid mode on the turf you have and it replenishes your tank. Ah. And then gotcha. like they can ink over your ink. And so then it has like, it's such a clever idea to be able to like, oh, instead of just killing people, which people still do, like you play turf wars, people try to kill each other. It's pointless. Like the point is to get ink on the, on the ground to win. doesn't matter how many kills you get. Um, so yeah, like the, the new card game, I just really want to check that out cause it's new. The other two major new things are the new weapons. So the, um, it's like, I called, what is it called? The Splatana, which I think you'd like Mike, but that is actually really, really cool. Like that's a really cool weapon. And they've got like this tri-stinger weapon as well. It's like a bow and arrow, which is, it's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of all the new smash characters that they add in smash. Mm-hmm. are so insane and over-engineered and, like, got so much stuff to them. And this, like, tri-stinger thing is, like, so specific. It's, like, it's got so many phases of, like, you know, as you're aiming and it's kind of, like, scoping into the aim, 
there's a moment where you can like shoot three arrows horizontally, or if you keep waiting, they'll all go together into like a, a more powerful shot because it's three mm-hmm. all at once. And then you can also jump and then it'll shoot it vertically. It's like, Jesus, <laughs> this is like, there's so many options you have with this just one weapon. Um, so yeah, I really like that weapon as well. Um, everything else is pretty much the same with quality of life improvements. And, you know, this is kind of going back to my criticism, I guess, probably of the Switch, is that far out, man. Like, the infrastructure is so shit. Like, I've got my Switch wired into Ethernet, stable connection, double check that stuff. I never drop out. Like, in Rocket League, I honestly dropped out of, like, one or two games ever in terms of my fault, like, communication error Hmm. or something like that, out of, like, 600 hours. Like, I think I checked it. It was, like, two or 3,000 games I've played in Rocket League. This... My experience, and I wrote it down actually. First game, I got a communication error before joining. <laughs> then I'm like, oh man, please make that a one off, right? Nintendo, come on, man. Then go to join the next game, I'm in. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That was just a one off thing. Like they've gotten on top of this server shit. Halfway through the game, communication error, boot it out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Try to play again, communication error. Then finally completed the game, I'm like, sweet. All right, good. And then next game, communication error before and I've, i reckon i've had like 20 communication errors while playing this game and i've probably played it for like i don't know 10 15 hours or something like that so Damn. it's ah oh man i like i understand the problem it's you're talking about people have got like a shitty wi-fi modem on the switch and most people play wi-fi so you get to see where the problems are going to come from but my frustration is and i said this and i've always said this why do they not in casual mode, so like the regular turf battle, if someone drops out, just replace them with a bot. Like it mm. becomes 4v3, which like is hugely out of your favor, mm. 4v3. Like I've only won a few games. Well, I've won a few games 4v3, but then you can even get situations where it's like 4v1. Well, it's like so stupid. in a game where killing the people don't doesn't necessarily give you no. advantage. It's all about a coverage of... Yeah. of- and strategy and stuff and yeah. yeah like that it's it, brutal just on on that the um i know you mentioned splatoon 2 did have some issues as well with that stuff but do you know if Splatoon 2 if that got better over time as they fixed things no or? it didn't really get better and i would like as much as i'm criticizing it it is better amazingly than splatoon 2 right like splatoon 2 like felt like dodgy like playing it when when you're in the game this one feels a lot better to me like and i don't know what they've done with the regions because i feel like i see a lot less japanese people and because when we play splatoon 2 it was like so many japanese people in the australian region i think they must have tweaked the settings as well like make you wait longer but try to get like australian and kiwi players in the same team and you're like obviously like it's very popular at the moment so you'll see more um and you know, I really like the new anarchy battle, the way it works. It's like an interesting way to approach it. You have to win five games to progress to the next level. If you lose three, you get booted back. And it's like kind of brutal, but it's kind of cool as well. Um, and just the last thing I wanted to mention is Salmon Rush, which is like the PVE mode. It's awesome. It's super awesome. It's even better in this. And I think I was wrong about saying that it should have been like a temporary thing, like in Splatoon 2. Like, I actually really do enjoy just jumping into it. Like, I pretty much go, 
play a bit of like single player campaign, play a bit of multiplayer turf wars, and then play a bit of Salmon Rush. So I wouldn't be able to do that. Some Yu Gi Oh on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually don't think I'm going to play table turf uh, battle like the card game. It's just you not just compelling wait. to the, me. The perfectionist in you will uh, want to collect any of the rewards that you get from that or collect you, all the cards. just Not to play the game, just to mark it off your checklist. And, and you know, it's such a Nintendo move. And I don't think people give enough credit for Nintendo. Like, you get emotes in this game, but they're just earned through leveling up, right? And one of the best emotes, which is like dabbing, is like uh, level 98. So, you know, they've made it worth something... <laughs> but not money, right? And they could have monetized the hell out of this game. Like, because this game's got really cool fashion and I love the style of this game, but they didn't, you know, they haven't done any of that. And you kind of got to give Nintendo credit because easily they could monetize the hell out of it. Mm. If this was Nintendo of like six years ago, (laughs) then uh, I could see... I'm surprised they didn't actually already um, a mobile version of Splatoon that kind of that would have been monetized or oh, imagine oh, that. Yeah. it is a 2017 Android device so yeah they could have just started on mobile <laughs> yeah so it looked like I I will be playing a lot of Splatoon like I'm, I'll definitely I'm already like a sixth the way through of like there's like six worlds or segments of the single player campaign I've already finished the intro part in the first one um and it, I do really like the way they've they've laid it out. Uh, yeah, I really recommend the game, like for people who are interested in Splatoon, because I think this is the best version of Splatoon. So yeah, that's my impressions. Almost like pseudo review of it. Uh, it was almost sort of Actually, you know, not in a bad way. Really it's good. But uh, there's a lot of exciting news, Swinney, in in your world. Uh, you know, the great tier list maker. Yes. We, uh, we're talking about Assassin's Creed. You want to interrupt, Mike? Or you, you, uh, I'm good gonna... to go, yeah. So Ubisoft celebrated the 15th anniversary of Assassin's Creed this week with a whopping Assassin's Creed showcase as part of their wider Ubisoft Ford event. And there was a lot to reveal. So strap in. Uh, first up, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage. So they revealed a cinematic trailer um, with, with a dev breakdown. Um, you play as Basim 20 years before AC Valhalla is set. Um, and it goes through the tale of how he went from being a thief uh, to a hidden one in growing up in Baghdad. Um, it's, it's supposed to be a return uh, to action adventure, as they say, uh, with the focus on stealth, which is awesome. I do miss a bit of the stealth, playing Origins at the moment. Uh, there really isn't all that much stealth. I'm kind of glad because you can do your own stealthing as opposed to being forced to stealth. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, well, like, it kind of does, but it, you do it if you want to do it kind of thing, which I didn't exactly. mind. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's more, it. it's more like the player choice to stealth. On yeah. Them, so, yeah. Um, and, and are we going to talk about each one or like go through everything? Because there's quite a lot. I think it's worth going very briefly through each one, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Um, what do you mean? Every, every, what do you mean? <laughs> what, did you want to talk about your thoughts of, of Mirage, Swinney? Or do you want to move on to the other ones? No, yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll quickly... Because I actually don't want to spend that long on Mirage because we talked a bit okay. about it last all right, week. All right. um, but, yes, so Mike was just, just wrapping up that, you know, like it is that return to a folk, more focused game. And... The interesting, the use of the term action-adventure because, I mean, all those games are still action-adventures whether or not they're, you know, got RPG elements or not. But they're obviously, they're, they're saying that so that they're avoiding what they then talk about with some of the other games we're about to mention, the open-world RPG, which they specifically said. So um, that does tell me that 
you know they may have a, a more limited skill system and stuff but this game's coming next year um check out what we said last week um about it in terms of what we want i guess want to see from the game but honestly the the cinematic trailer was really cool and they've got a really cool i can't remember a name but there's an emmy award winning actress that plays his mentor in in this and okay. she's got an awesome voice so i'm looking forward to it so. i was honestly a little bit disappointed um i'm not huge in cinematic trailers for for something like this mm. um and i think it's maybe something it's something that i've noticed the community sort of say say the same things um especially when at the end they encourage you to pre-order a game where they just show your cinematic trailer <laughs> like, but you like, know thanks. what it's gonna be it's assassin's creed right? you, you do like, but i mean it's... if you're gonna talk about how it you know it's got to focus on this and it's gonna have this and this and that and you show zero gameplay mm. all right i'll take your word for it ubisoft but oh i really would have enjoyed seeing some sort of gameplay because i see the cinematic trailer and it, it just i'm like all right cool another assassin's creed game i don't do you... there's, there's, do you know what I would recommend? So, Winnie, because you're the Assassin's Creed expert here, is there any moves that have been, like, lost from the old Assassin's Creed trilogy? Like, any assassin or any assassination techniques or anything like that? That's not really in the uh, new open RPG? Well, open I, told, RPG I told last week, um, when you're part of an, a brotherhood or an, a crew in many of the games, you have the ability to then, like, train those people up and call on them at times. Mm. So you can say... Okay, call on them to take that dude out while I take this dude out. So yeah. that that's an, an example of something that's definitely been gone. There are times when you can't, as Mike was kind of saying, the, the double assassination is in some of the games and not in some of... It's kind of weird because um, some of the DLCs also added... The, I think it was the Odyssey um, DLC added back in the Hidden Blade or like there's weird stuff there. So, okay. um, but... Honestly, I mean, it's. I mean, most of them share a lot of the core mechanics yeah. anyway. But I think things like throwing knives and stuff are probably things people are excited about, which I think aren't in the newer games. So. Because all I was saying is like, you know, I'll use the example of you know, like the cardboard box with Solid Snake. Like, if there was something iconic like that, if I mm. was to make the trailer or a Kojima was to make the trailer, all they mm. would do is like have that type of thing. Like, if there was some kind of like. Mm. You know, like the throwing knife, like shoo, throwing yeah, knife. And then people yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, oh, they're back, fuck, baby. Yeah. It's the yeah, way it yeah, used yeah. to be. Yeah, I didn't see any, anything <laughs> and if like they had a skill tree and it goes do, 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 to nothing, <laughs> yeah. people oh, go, yeah, yeah it's no skill tree. skill tree, skill by skill. <laughs> I, I definitely agree, Mike. Like a gameplay trailer would have been awesome, but this, I particularly liked this cinematic trailer. I just thought it was really good. So that's why I wasn't too Yeah, it's a trailer, it's nice. It's a trailer, it's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, about Infinity. So, I don't know, did you, yeah, did you want to, do you want me to talk? Yeah, 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 yes, please, because there's a few <laughs> things that tingle, yes. pique my interest in this one. So, we basically had, and there was some confusion online about this, but in the actual show, because a lot of people just reading headlines, but in the actual showcase of Assassin's Creed, they clarified, so they talked about Assassin's Creed Infinity, um, but the way they introduced it, they introduced the two kind of games that they're talking about as part of that platform first, and then talked about Infinity as a wider thing. But I'm doing it the reverse here. So, um, we you do, you Infinity brother. is their kind of what they've talked about as a live service platform for future Assassin's Creed experiences. But basically, what it boiled down to, and they did, didn't talk much about the games, it boiled down to they're saying, oh, these two games are going to be the next games in the franchise. So it's like they're treating them as separate games, but as part of this wider platform. Oh, so, so it's really weird. It's weird. It's kind of. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know I how thought to thought it was going to be that. like Destiny 2. That's what I assumed they were going to do. But that's not the impression they're giving with this. Yeah. So it's but kind you know of, what I mean? Is that, almost... That's what you thought as well, right? Well, maybe, yeah. Like yeah. they had... So I, 
I will just really kind of weird. get out of the way maybe that they all talking about outside of these two things I'm about to mention that they are looking at potentially like some standalone multiplayer parts that would also be part of that platform, um, which, you know, they've done that well in the past. So, um, so who knows? But basically, they revealed um, Assassin's Creed Codename Red is the first one that they showed off, which they touted as the next flagship open world RPG in the series um, set in feudal Japan, which is... The big one that obviously everyone wanted for a long time mm. um definitely yeah. seems based on a little teaser they had which we're not showing because it's just like a logo and a little it's basically like it seems like folks around ninjas and stuff which is actually a bit of a like with um we, we obviously have the comparison to ghost of tsushima and that was more like samurai kind yeah, of thing yeah, from what yeah. i gather i haven't played through the full it's game it's different maybe... everyone makes a comparison but it's a different game <laughs> but that's what i'm saying it's like if you're focusing more on like the ninja element i know there's historical inaccuracies around the whole concept of ninja and stuff also we'll see what they do with that but mm. yeah and that's been developed by ubisoft quebec who worked on syndicate and Odyssey. Was it was it, do you like that game? I don't remember. You love Japan. You're a Japanophile, so yeah. there you go. So you like Odyssey, so. <laughs> That's the show title, Assassin, Japanophile. Assassin's right Weeb. Assassin's Weeb. Assassin's Weeb. That's not bad. Assassin's Weeb. Mike. <laughs> Mike, are you happy about this titles? I am extremely happy about this news. I know everyone goes on about Ghost of Tsushima being like the Assassin's Creed that, that we've been missing. And it was. I really enjoyed the experience for what it was, but... I think it'd be cool to actually play an Assassin's Creed game and everything that that the franchise has to offer set in Japan. And it's something that seriously since, holy moly, since like Assassin's Creed 2 or 3 probably people have been asking for something like that. Mm. So, yeah, look, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Now, we also had uh, the second one they showed off and they... It's kind of like this one seems like there's less... It's like this seems like it's coming maybe after it. We don't know the release dates of this stuff. But the other one, Assassin's Creed Hexe, they said. I'm like, Hexe? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's what they were saying. Is that how you say it? That's what they were saying. I'm not just saying, you know, people that were like French accent saying it was everyone saying Hexe. What language is that, Hexe? So Lenny? this is basically just had teaser trailer that like all, all spooky. So it's like a horror kind of almost like a cultish themed Assassin's Creed game, which is interesting because they did that in a way with the um, the island DLC for Valhalla. So they've already kind of tested those waters before. Um, and Bloomberg actually before this showcase kind of revealed some news around this, but basically from their reporting, it doesn't it wasn't set in a showcase. It's apparently set in Central Europe during the 16th century and potentially around, like, the stuff to do with, like, the witch trials and, like, people, you know, like... Basically, it's just some cool gothic stuff going down there. Nice. And that's being worked on by Ubisoft Montreal, who the the big mob who worked on most of the big games, like Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Unity, Origins, and Valhalla. So, so yeah, that's... um. That's some big news. That's three big games, and I use like games in a bit of air quotes because those two are kind of part of the Infinity platform. But we'll see how that all pans out. Um, but yeah, this—I uh, mean, there's some other stuff. But I just want to get, I see if you guys mm-hmm. have thoughts around this whole Infinity thing. Do we? Do we have dates on these? No, not for them. Um, the only okay. date—the only date that we have for any of those three is just 2023 for. For um, right. Mirage, that's the only one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I like mean, Assassin's. Nearly... Yeah, guys, are back. No, no, there you go. No, I was just gonna say, you know, like Assassin's Creed, not my thing, but it does feel like 
having some persistence in some ways is a pretty cool thing because it does feel like people who play Assassin's Creed play a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a series they follow and, uh, you know, every each to their own, right? Like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I thought it was going to go down the more Destiny 2 path and mm. try to bring in multiplayer elements to it and, you know, almost have, you know, campaign stories, things that they retire like exactly what mm. they've done in that space to get people kind of hooked on it so they're playing it all the time but yeah it kind of surprised me that they've sh- i didn't even understand what they're doing with this it just feels like it's like some kind of compatibility with future titles but with mm. also s- multiplayer it's just weird i don't really get it well and i didn't mention this they're kind of and it doesn't help like to understand it that much, but they talked about it as like a hub to combine experiences and like as an entry yeah. point for people into the franchise as well. So that they jump in there, they can say, okay, then there's, you know, let's say eventually they might have like four of these big campaigns as part of that, but then there's the multiplayer element and there's maybe some smaller things and things. But it is, it, it's almost, I'm sure that there's, there's a comparison you can make, but it's almost like new ground in a way, like this approach um, for this scale of game, at least. Um, it's, it's weird. We'll see. We'll see. I like, I'm a little actually happy about the news because it seems like these games are going to be a bit more fully fledged than maybe I was, I was anticipating. Yeah, I think for you it's good news because mm. you don't want a Destiny 2 style Assassin's Creed structure, right? So, mm. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be like that. It, it almost it sounds weird comparison, but it almost reminds me of Pokemon in terms of, you know, with Pokemon, you can transfer things and there is some kind of theoretical compatibility. Like you could, some people have actually taken like, you know, a Pokemon from the first game, literally Pokemon Red all the way through mm. to Sword. Um, but it's not like they're really like the same platform like a Destiny 2 is, but... Mm. I'm just yeah, thinking we'll like see. the assets, obviously the stuff you can share between them, but I mean, we're talking completely different settings here. So the asset level creation, I mean, that's their wheelhouse. They obviously have thousands of people working on these games, but it's still crazy to think about. Um, yeah, no, I agree. agree. There was a bunch of other news. I won't spend too long on this, but they did announce a mobile title um, mm. set in China. So called Assassin's Creed Codename Jade. Well, I should <laughs> say the so other racist. ones are technically Codename Red, Codename Hexe, but... Um, but this is the actually an open world title mobile, and it actually looks pretty cool for a mobile game. Uh, graphically, they said this is coming soon, so I have oh. no idea how far that is away. It's, it's the second that mobile games look like this. Yeah, it's, it's not... the second Assassin's Creed game set in China. The first was uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles, but the time periods are very different. So Chronicles was set in like the 1500s. This is set like 215 BCE, so ancient China. So very different in that regard. Um, yeah. And the first game in the series to have a character creator. So that uh, oh, <laughs> so obviously suits, that. suits mobile a bit better with that. So maybe. So yeah, this seems okay. I'm not a big mobile gamer. Um, but if it ends up being cool and it's not too badly monetized, because it could be very badly monetized. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit about um, Ubisoft and mobile a bit later because with the whole Tencent thing. But yeah, that's uh, it's a bit of an interesting thing. And they definitely said it was coming soon. Coming soon. That's all they said. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be cynical, but man, like the fact that it's set in China and China, the biggest gaming component is mobile gaming mm. by like mm. the biggest country mile you could ever imagine. 
Like, yeah, it's yeah. not a coincidence that they've gone down that route. Oh yeah, I, c- I could, I could just picture them in in a, in a board meeting, yeah, yeah. discussing this. Okay, yeah, where are we going to sit? Oh, perfect, perfect. China, bonuses <laughs> I mean, all round. I think it's also like setting it in China actually excuses you more of like being censored because people were like, well, it's 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 in China. China is a very censored place, so it's okay that we've mm. you know lied about all these experiences and stuff like that. But I, mm. I wonder if you're going to be able to use a controller because some of these mobile games, these AAA ones, they don't let you use a controller. It's crazy. The only mm. thing I know about that is they they specifically said touch controls. It'll be optimized for touch controls in the presentation. Oh, Doesn't mean you can't use okay. a but it's they specifically called that out. So yeah. interesting. A few a few other random things that came out. Um, so we knew I knew. Well, you guys probably don't remember, but they did announce that there was would be a last like Assassin's Creed Valhalla story kind of uh, quest or big quest um, that be adding in as a free thing, and that's called the Last Chapter Quest, and that's coming. Um, I think they said in a few months, and that will basically be like reliving like the final potentially the final kind of like you know path of avor and mm-hmm. i think um basim was narrating that so that, that's cool but we also had a there's a documentary about the making of like assassin's creed on the youtube uh cool. soft youtube channel which i haven't had a chance to watch yet but that looks cool they also talked about the netflix tv series which we actually covered on the show back in <laughs> episode 16 so 80 episodes ago 80 episodes ago and so they <laughs> talked about that um and they also Still revealed that and actually ago, wow. another mobile game is a development for netflix for assassin's creed oh, i imagine really? that would tie into the series i imagine so. okay interesting um a so what's the, what's it be on the creed stuff creed. what is that it's a i mean it's a documentary so like a i imagine it's just behind the scenes yeah, yeah it's probably just talking about like the studios and like the history of the franchise because by the way this showcase like you know it was actually as an assassin's creed fan it was a really good showcase because it played paid a lot of love to like the history of the series of the characters and really cool animations around the characters coming together and like diving off stuff together mm-hmm. like it's really cool as a fan so yeah nice man nice yeah cool Uh, oh. Mr. Mike. Oh, well, 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 I'm not. We're not talking about that yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So Ubisoft uh, did have <laughs> some non-Assassin's Creed stuff to talk about during their show, which I'm pretty sure the gentleman to 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 my side here will talk about a lot. And that is a new Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope trailer, which must have gotten into got super excited, including a Wiggler boss battle. The game will receive three DLCs, including Rayman as a party member, which is awesome for Rayman fans. Intergot, you're the the huge fan of uh, Mario and Rabbits. What do you make of this? I haven't, I haven't watched the trailer. That's his story, man. I'm thinking Intergot probably hasn't had a chance to watch this. Because, by the no, way, we no, didn't say everything. I haven't had everything. a chance. I do, like, if there's a game that I'm going to get, like 100% I'm going to get this game, and I'm going to play it on day one. I don't, I'm not, I know it sounds weird having a podcast about games, but like, I'm not, I'm just like, nah, I, I don't want to see it. Like, I just want to play it. Ah. Like, I, I don't want to be. Well, you're, you're seeing it now in the B-roll. No, so. no, he's no, not looking at I'm it. I'm closing my mind eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, la, 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 la. So yeah, like I haven't seen it, but I'm looking forward to it. Like, and I'm pumped that Rayman's coming back. I, I hope it's more expensive, like DLC, but like what they did with Donkey Kong. Like, I think that'd be a really, really cool thing to do. Because Rayman's kind of, you know, although there were some really good games that were released, it's kind of gone in hibernation as a series hmm. for a while now. 
Like that was like yeah, when was the last major game? It was like twenty fourteen. Is Le- Legends? That was twenty fourteen, um, wasn't it? Yeah, it doesn't Man, sound too far off. But because Ancel retired, you know, like yeah. it's kind of we. It feels weird to have a, a Rayman. It's not a game, obviously, but a Rayman involved in something. Twenty thirteen. So. It's almost ten years ago, dude. Like the last major Rayman game came out. That's, that's insane. I don't Jesus. recall if maybe they have talked about it already, but like the whole thing of oh, we're going to announce or tease DLC three in this presentation when the game's not out yet, just felt weird. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know if they've shown DLC one and two yet, but they, I guess they maybe did. they're not as exciting. They did, know? but I'm just like, I don't like that. Like, I I know I'm being a baby. I find that the idea of you know the, the classic example. What was a Street Fighter that had the DLC characters on the disc? Is that it was right? Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yeah, yeah was yeah. Uh, the really bad offender of that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, that's I get it, and I get the like I'm a business person. I get the business imperative and the idea behind it, but when people just feel like they're getting ripped off, like it's sort of a bit shitty, right? It's kind of cr- crazy how desensitized people have become to that now whereas before it used to cause uproar it used to be like oh my god they're talking about the dlc before the games even come out now it's just like yeah but it's funny they're doing that it's it's like the train that we're witnessing in the b-roll you knew it was coming and you knew you couldn't stop it (laughs) people can jump up and down they can do whatever they want in the end you know we paid with our wallets and we still bought into this shit and we knew it was coming we hated it we still hate it to this day but what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so weird. Um, I guess they've got to sell those season passes with the uh, ultimate edition of the game somehow. You know? Well, you know, my recommendation, like I'm a very patient person. Like I'll pick this game up on release, Mario Rabbids, Bucks of Hope, and then I'll I'll sell this game really quickly. Bucks of Hope. <laughs> I'm going to like sell it like straight away because I know what's going to happen. They're going to have, like Ubisoft always does this. They, and they did this with the first game. They get to release like an ultimate version of it and then mm-hmm. discount the hell out of it over time. So, you know, I'll play this game day one because I'm really looking forward to it. And then I'm going to sell it. And then in a couple of years time, I'll buy, you know, the definitive the version with the extra stuff and go back to it. And exactly mm-hmm. what I did with Mario Rabbids 1. Um, and I only played that Donkey Kong thing recently, which was awesome. So... But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's kind of like, I was hoping it was a bit earlier, this game, but it's actually 20th of October, which kind of sucks because Ragnarok's coming out on like, what is it, the 9th of November or the 11th of November? Around that time, so... And Skull and Bones, a great game of Skull and Bones is coming around that time as well. Oh, well, then, yeah, forget it. Gotta get get your weekly dig in. (laughs) Mate, that game is going to tank so hard. And you know, I'll I'll just point back to all my comments for the last you know for a little while. So yeah, but uh, do you want to cover this little brawl brawl hala thing? Is it seems like a pretty random note in here. It's honestly, it was more like I just put it in because it just it was a bit odd to me. Um, but I I'm not that familiar with Brawlhalla. I know I've seen some of the guest characters are put in, so that's the platform fighter that is. Um, I think it's free to play these days, isn't it? Brawlhalla. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, yes and check it. Yeah, they added and they added Simon Belmont, Belmont and Alucard from Freedom Castlevania Play. in, which it's a bit like the idea of adding characters that have already been Smash Bros. guest characters is just a bit weird to me. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to mention it. It's like <laughs> it's not that you can't. There's no rules that you can't do that. Then Alucard obviously wasn't, but it's just odd to me. Mm. It just feels like 
Yeah, so I, I've never played Brawlhalla, so I can't comment whether or not um, they'd be good fit as characters. But I mean, they do actually have a lot of crazy characters. They have a lot of crazy characters in like, that game. They've like, got Rayman all the turtles. Is the character in that, isn't there? They've yeah. got like most of the Street Fighter characters. Yeah. So it's pretty like, nuts. Yeah. yeah. That, it, it has The Rock in it. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Not that you can see him, but yeah. It's like. It's, it's The Rock in Brawlhalla. Huh? Yeah. It's the Undertaker is in Brawlhalla. Yeah, I knew that. I knew oh, that. Okay. Shovel Knight? Anyway, we're not going to list the Brawlhalla thing. It seems like a random note, Mike. All right. So, keeping the Ubi news rolling, Ubisoft has also announced a major strategic partnership with Tencent. If you could call it a strategic partnership, I'll take it. I think I'll call it more of a takeover. Anyway, news follows months of reports that Ubisoft was attracting takeover interest and that the Guillemont family was considering teaming uh, up with a private equity firm to acquire the company. Well, who is the company? It's Tencent, of course. Uh, and oh, they are set to acquire a 49.9% economic stake with 5% voting rights in the Guildemar. I think I hope I pronounced it connect, uh, I think correctly. It's Gimo. 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 Ah, the Gimo. French with Gimo. all these characters you don't pronounce. Brothers mm. LTD, the holding company of Ubisoft's founders, amounting to $297 million. Hmm. And separately, Ubisoft have also authorized Tencent to raise its direct stake from 4.5% to 9.99%. I love the 99% of the capital or voting rights. A stake it won't be able to further increase for a period of eight years, which is good because we know Tencent love to monetize shit and we know Ubisoft really love to monetize shit. So when the two get together, I'm guessing it's just going to be monetization for everyone. Uh, and the Guillermo family uh, retains exclusive control of Gulimo. I'm pronouncing it 20 different ways. <laughs> Brothers LTD. Ah, boys, what do you think of this one? It's um, yeah. kind of wild, but... Yeah, into, into, oh, yeah, well, they're just it. buying everything, right? They bought into yeah. Romsoft the other day, like... It's just like, the fact that they like the yeah they have what is it? It's about one sixth from software they own Tencent. Huh. That's kind of creepy. And I mean they have a decent decent stake in Epic, I think, don't they? Like um, yeah, like, they have, uh, yeah, a bit of cash into Epic as well. That's right. Yeah. They've got cash in almost every bloody company. <laughs> they're huge. They the, are huge. It's kind of like you're hoping at some point they don't like what, what's I forget what they called it order. What's that thing order in Star Wars 66? where they like order sixty six and turn on the clock? <laughs> order sixty six. <laughs> it's like they'll they'll enact order sixty six and the games industry just take over everything. Every main world, character becomes somehow. Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, you know, long live the uh, Communist Party. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like it's the alarming thing is obviously look, you know, anything to do with them and I think net net ease as well and anything to do with the companies obviously that are storing data and you like that's that's the, the biggest concern for me is that yeah. stuff is that hopefully that they've got that under control uh, as someone that definitely has a Ubisoft account you know and and things like that but uh, look they already it's it was it was a bit would have been interesting to see you know if someone else got their hands on on you know Ubisoft down the line but it seems like Tencent the ones doing it so I don't I like I don't like the the government over in China but <laughs> I can accept it a lot more than the Saudi Royal Fund that like that is that is like a complete dictatorship like mm. sending people over to murder journalists and stuff. like it's insane that we abide mm. that you know if they didn't have oil it would be just like 
destroyed overnight, right? Just, like they yeah, that death. works. Huh? Turn it still boggles turn. the mind that like the week after that um, was it Jamal Khashoggi, is yeah, it, Khashoggi, the journalist Khashoggi. Yeah. Um, the WWE still held their event in Saudi Arabia the week after. Yeah, and I, I'm so money talks, man. I'm really mixed on that kind of stuff, honestly. Like, because I remember I recently watched a boxing match that was held in Saudi Arabia, and I'm like. I don't know. I feel kind of easy. Like I, I even mm. the score by stealing the the stream. So, oh, nice. so like we're we're all even. We're all we're all thieves. Right. Um, <laughs> just just leading this back to what we said earlier. So Ubisoft said the partnership covers the development of mobile titles from several of Ubisoft's major franchises and the launch of several of their PC titles in China. So mm. that very clearly. Well, look. I can't say 100%, but it seems like that is obviously linking back to the whole Assassin's Creed, uh, Codename Jade. Codename um, Jade, yeah. And uh, other potential titles. Like, th- we know that yeah. they're wanting to play in that realm a lot with, like, the um, the Tom Clancy stuff and they're kind of, like, free-to-play mm. mobile stuff that they're division and all that. Good way to break there. into the China market, I guess. <laughs> Mate, it's... I'm telling you, AC Origins, the women are going to have tops on. <laughs> yeah, I want damn. to see someone play it. Man, I started playing it again. I'm like, damn it. I couldn't see anymore. What's going on? You <laughs> it, talked about is it. Is it just at the I'm start like, of the game? It's got to sure be just at the start. I, that's I, so it's, weird. It's really weird. Maybe just to entice people. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> look, as, as someone who, and I think, you know, Swinney, you went off the grid, so to speak, for, for a few days in the last week. And I <laughs> so have... Sharing that information. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, in the context that, you know, sometimes... Wow, you want to give his, his home address as well? His this photo case and... kind of matches my background and stuff. Just I love give it. it uh, just, 50 cents of Kmart. Give me a psychological profile you're at, man. No, no, no. So, so I, I did. Well, I didn't quite, you know, go off the grid or anything. But I have, I have absolutely uh, attempted to consciously reduce the amount of time I spend on my phone. Successfully. Wait, wait, wait. Say that sentence again. I've consciously yeah. attempted consciously to attempt- try. Yeah, well, so you're not even attempt. actually actually physically well, no, trying. You're just I have. You're, I have. you're well, attempting okay. to try to think that you're going to reduce. No, no, no. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I have That's actually amazing. reduced it. Okay, so let me rephrase that. I have reduced attempting my time to in the last week reduce the use of by the- consciously thinking about it and going, hang just on. Just use you know, it less, man. It's easy. Too much time. Well, yeah, sure. It's easy. Of course it is. Not. And, you know, it's... It's been great, and I, I when when you take a step away, and I think that's the thing with mobile gaming and all these things. And I, I'm not you're not going to go and rant about this or anything. When you do take a step away, you really do look at yourself and go, "Fuck me!" Like I spend way too much time on this platform, way, way, way too much time, and I feel better as a human being not phone, spending man. that much time. Yeah, hooked on and 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 using my phone. So to to me, companies like Tencent what they represent actually really disgusts me because I feel like a zombie to to this device and they're just milking the fuck out of things like that. Mm. And whatever, they can. If people are addicted to that shit, they're addicted to that shit, you know? Um, it's just that I, I personally have just felt so much better not being around my phone and putting it away and kind of not looking at it for about six hours or something. Um, you know what you should yeah. do, Mike? You should have Tencent. one of those. Have you seen how people have like... Uh, services that block mm-hmm. things like at a very root level, so there's I'm no way to hack it and get around it. 
because I get her. I, I try to block websites and stuff, and you I still get around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I had to do that to my own fucking yeah. freaking phone at one point. Yeah, because you, you would benefit from that. I found ways that. to bypass it. I, I bet if they if you could get it so that you can't even get the internet without like Reddit being blocked or something like that, that'd be great. It would be actually that. beneficial. Block Osbarkins for twelve hours. Osbarkins, yeah, yeah. Reddit and then social Reddit, media. It's kind of, it's mostly it. I'm not on anything else. So if yeah. I can get rid of those two, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, happy days. All right. Well, in uh, in another interest, interesting story this week, Microsoft and Sony have been at it over the future of Call of Duty exclusivity. So back in Jan, Bloomberg reported they were contractually obligated to put the next three COD games on PlayStation. Um, and the deal is believed to cover Modern Warfare 2, Warzone 2, and Triarch's next game, whatever that will be. Swinny, you have a bit of background on this one. I Do I? <laughs> I thought you do. You're the, you're the huge COD player in, in our group. I am totally a huge yeah. COD player. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I'll just say with Treyarch's next game, I mean, they're the Black Ops developer, so it's a good chance it's probably the next Black Ops. So, good chance. I don't know if it is. So, yeah. But um, back to you, Mike. All right. <laughs> so, this week's oh, this uh, head... Uh, this is seamless. Phil, <laughs> this is beautiful. I love it. This week's Xbox head, Phil Spencer, spoke to The Verge to clarify the future of the franchise on PlayStation. And he said that in January, we produced a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee COD on PlayStation with feature and content parity for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract, an offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. Now, for a bit of background for people like me that, you know, news goes in one ear, comes out the other. Um, you mean everything? But yeah, it's on. because of the acquisition of Activision, obviously Activision having huge, a uh, huge number of COD games that have been pumped out um, and a bit of uncertainty as to, you know, whether they will become exclusives for Microsoft or not. So in response to Spencer's statements to The Verge, Sony CEO... Jimmy Ryan, ah, Jimmy Ryan, Ryan. spoke to GamesIndustry.biz stating that I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this to the public forum. How dare you? I added the how dare you part. He didn't actually say that. Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. We're disappointed we can no longer make money. I could just see a meme of uh, of Jim Ryan being like, I am disappointed. You know? <laughs> I am disappointed. I maybe, I'm sure they have many times, but this is the first time I've read statements where like Jim Ryan specifically talking about Phil Spencer. It's it's kind mm. of, kind of weird, like kind That's of true. crazy. And he says like he didn't intend to talk about this. But... He's a real business person. He's not a gamer. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It, the whole thing's so about bullshit, numbers. though. I, like, I do you want to cover the last bit, Mike, though, before yeah, sure. we rant? So last week, uh, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, uh, which I guess is like what our ACCC, what's, what is it the equivalent of? I don't know. So, sounds about the same. Uh, said its inquiry <laughs> into the merger may be expanded, noting the impact the deal could have on Sony's ability to compete. Wow. So one French, well, not one franchise, but one one. A publisher uh, with a whole bunch of franchises, I suppose, can completely bring down Sony. How 
dare they. Anyway, they said that PlayStation currently has a larger share of the console gaming market than Xbox, but the CMA considers that Call of Duty is sufficiently important that losing access to it or losing access on competitive terms could significantly impact Sony's revenues and user base. Oh, boo-hoo. This impact is likely to be felt, especially at the launch of <laughs> the next generation of it. consoles, where gamers make fresh decisions about which console to buy. The CMA believes that the merger could, therefore, significantly weaken Microsoft's closest rival to the detriment of overall competition in console gaming. Interesting. Yeah, and the reason why I included that statement, so that was last week, so it's obviously very, still very relevant and hmm. you know the this deal has not closed yet to be clear so these these authorities are the ones that need to you know pass this in different regions to make it close um i actually like that statement by them about the you know at the start of generation when people are making decisions because i i would want playstation if it was up to me i would want playstation on every platform so that fans hmm. of the series can play of course and, cod on and every stuff, platform you mean right cod on every platform cod, yeah. cod. i would love playstation um, on every platform too if i could no, because you said PlayStation on every platform. Call of Duty on every platform. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the thing is, like, I... Because this, this news, I believe this this came, what, last January, I think it was, around... Or, or no, was it this... Activision January? Blizzard? Last time? Yeah. Activision I thought that was Blizzard. this year. Was it Pretty this sure it was year? this year. Anyway, based on what I'm getting at... Pretty big deal. Came... I like how we don't remember it. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to remember because the, the poll point also bring up... It's been going on for a while. The launch... Yeah. The launch of this generation. The, the right? start of this year. It was yeah. January. The, the start, start of this, this year. year. So yeah. the launch of this generation, a lot of people <laughs> would have bought a PS5 assuming that eventually the, the they could continue to keep playing the, the Call of Duties on there. Yeah, and yeah. it fair, is fair such point. a massive yeah. franchise. And that's why I like that they brought that up because I think that is something that not really has been talked about much mm. is that people did make the console purchase with that in mind. Can I point um, one thing out though? The CMA is worried about something like that when Microsoft's launch title was Halo. Like, do they not kind of go, <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever, Microsoft? Like, well, it they, wasn't a launch title. No, um, but I'm saying, I'm saying when that console came out, they had they really didn't really have anything on it. So That's not I do get your point. About. I do get your point though, but I find it kind of funny in the context of, yeah, well, Microsoft doesn't really have great great reveals of their consoles a great incentive to buy their consoles either so Especially but i do get your point i think this generation that's fair, definitely no, but, no, but that's not what they're arguing about they're no no i know that's that, not what they're arguing but i just find it ironic game series which has been the number one selling game almost consistently for 20 mm. years each year is going to be exclusive to one platform and it's been multi-platform for that whole period of time you can kind of see the the tension that it's going to create in the system. Yeah, I can kind of see that, yeah. But, um... I, do, I do see, I find, I find this entire thing really, really interesting because it, it's interesting when something gets to, to such a big point. So if when a company makes a product or something, and I think it's more applicable to the likes of Google or Facebook or whatever, or instances like this, where they become so big that there's such a core part of a massive user group of people that the government has to intervene and put rights for those things. Where as a as a private company, you can't decide anymore what you want to do with with your thing. You can't decide what games you pump out. You can't decide whether you want exclusivity on on your titles. You're effectively now forced by the government to do a particular thing just because the government government thinks you're not comp- competing properly or you're destroying your competition or something like that. I find it fascinating where the line gets drawn, where uh, it's now so big that you have to take that into account you're no longer able to make your own decisions as a private company because you're 
not competing yeah. properly anymore or something. But you, you realize that you do need to have, like, you take the most extreme example you could ever have, right? You could have a situation where someone basically buys out every single ability to generate power, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Then I'm you totally could hold good, everyone yeah. to ransom, right? Yeah, like, and that's like the yeah. definition of monopolies, right? No, no, I totally get it. Yeah. And I think on that basis, to me, it's ludicrous that this is getting truly challenged, if that's the, the argument, right? I feel like they're getting way out of the realm of of the competition law because as much as they say you can't compete with COD, I totally think they can. Hmm. And I totally think that Sony... Like, Sony doesn't even try to compete with COD. Like, I actually genuinely think it's like part of it is just Sony being lazy and sort of going, well, we have COD. We often will get exclusive advertising for COD. So, you know, you'll see it on the bus and it'll say you know, Call of Duty for PlayStation. It doesn't say Xbox on those ads, right? And they do the deals to do those ads. And, you know, we've even seen that with Deathloop, you know? Sony's happy to buy exclusivity from titles and they're friggin' are now owned by Microsoft. And it's I gonna, know, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like one week it will come to Xbox, right? I think it's like a one-year deal. That's We got revealed, right? So and I think literally the week is like next week. So I just think, Honestly, it's so hypocritical from Sony. And I get why they're doing it. I'm a business person. I get it. Money. I would do the exact same thing. I would make the same arguments. But, yeah. man, you're talking out of the side of your mouth because you are doing the exact same thing. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake, a game that people are super yeah. passionate to play, right? And it's not going to hurt you that badly if it's on Xbox. They've specifically, like, buried it to, like, playstation like they've done some extra deal and trying to keep mm. it off like xbox proper mm. um so i mean they're just they're total hypocrites i think like phil spencer is like he is so good at bullshitting and pretending like he's not a business person totally even though he's is. a ruthless he wouldn't person. be in that position if he wasn't yeah no but like normally they're not as slick as he is he is so slick with that stuff like people slick spencer slick spencer <laughs> slick that's what i'm gonna spencer. call him slick spencer <laughs> people think he's like oh he's a gamer mate he's a bro and he is a gamer like you can tell he's a gamer right yeah which who cares it doesn't matter if he's gamer or not i don't know why people care about that but still be slick, yeah. he is like so clever the way he's spinning all this like he is winning public opinion so much on this stuff. You know, he's even going, oh. why are people upset? It's going to be on Game Pass. Everyone can play it. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? You have to subscribe to it. It's not free service. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what? Well, it's free it's, if you pay It's your exclusive platform. And it's like, I do not at all agree with people's analysis that Call of Duty will always be on all platforms because how are they going to make the money back? It's like, dummy, of course they're fucking bought it to make it exclusive. Like... I, I do think there's an option to like put things out there later, but yeah, I don't know. Good but, way to well, get more I, people in. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, guess what? I was going to say, my original thing was when we were talking about this when it was announced, Like, I always thought the Warzone would probably stay on those platforms, but eventually those... I agree with that. ...campaign-driven. And that was because that would allow them, allow Slick Spencer, to his words to still be true, saying, oh, they're trying to retain Call of Duty on, on other platforms because, yeah. oh, but it might not be Black Ops 10 or whatever, you know, future titles, It's but they've got Warzone, so you can still play Call of Duty. You know? mm. That's true. That's true. One, one thing I'd say is I feel like I, I need to contact the CMA and try the reverse spin on this, which is to say that I bought a PlayStation intentionally to play exclusives because Sony had the exclusives, and then the motherfuckers go and release those games on PC. 
what the hell, Sony? I could have just gone out and bought a PC. You know, I thought I thought I was with That would have been no. a more like I, 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 I was, was going to be with them for generations. <laughs> I thought this entire generation, I bought the console, I could play their. Ex- but no, they go and bloody release it on PC now. I could have been playing them on PC instead. So what about that? You huh? sound like what Jerry about that CMA? That? I could have been playing them on PC. <laughs> you did sound like Jerry Seinfeld. God damn. <laughs> that was crazy. I wish I had like a timestamp. We're going to mark it down. That's like so crazy. Um, the last thing I just wanted to say on it is, and this is not a perfect measure, but it does give you an indication. Activision are still trading well below the the strike price. So Microsoft are like, we're going to buy it at $95, right? You currently can buy Activision at $78, so the market is pricing in some risk in this deal. Like I, I kind of, I can't imagine the deal falling over. It's meant to complete midway through next year. I can't imagine it falling over, but the market is saying that the market is like, there's half a chance or well, not a half a chance, but there's a say 10% chance this is going to fall over. So mm. yeah, it's kind of interesting, Mike. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. So uh, after months of waiting, CD Projekt Red have finally revered their expansion for Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty, as it is called, will be coming in 2023 for PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X slash S, skipping last-gen consoles, because we all know what happened with last-gen consoles. And it's really crazy, boys. I think coming 2023, I'm like, oh my god, 2023, that's such a long wait. That's like three months away until 2023. (laughs) That's the crazy part. I keep thinking it's, you know, like nine months from now or something. It's not. It's just around the corner. So the short trailer uh, shows a mix of new and returning characters, with V reciting a pledge to an unknown character, and it is what looks like gameplay footage, not just uh, a cinematic trailer like we had with Assassin's Creed. And you will continue to play as V, with Keanu Reeves reprising his role as Johnny Silverhand. Um, it will be set in a new location in Night City with a mix of new and returning characters. Oh, whoops, I forgot to remove that line again. <laughs> it is all good. I love repeating myself twice because I so can't she's going to show what I edit said stuff. <laughs> Move stuff two right. seconds ago. Um, and players who have a code for the expansion for older platforms will be reimbursed. Which so, Mike, cool. your uh, special edition for Xbox One that I imagine came with uh, the oh, yeah. uh, access to the DLC, you will be access. able to get some form of reimbursement. And we don't from know who? Right. Access. I wonder what I'm going to get it from who. From City Project Red. You'll probably just have to like submit something. It'll be some shitty that. pack. Oh, they go, here's a digital be. pack I'll that they give pack. to everyone. Give me a pack. I'm I mean, okay look, they around whole refund stuff. Like they were, they were doing a lot of that stuff. Like they weren't giving you credit for that they were like giving you specific actual refunds so i wouldn't surprise me if there is actual monetary stuff but it also look that's very tough to manage so it also depends how many people probably also (laughs) care enough about it you know so So, i i I, i'm keen to jump back into it i know since i played it and clocked it they did add a whole bunch of stuff and refined fixed things etc so i'm actually kind of looking forward to playing it again and continuing I'm so happy to finally get them to actually talk about this. Now, I didn't put it in the notes, but this is the only uh, major expansion they're doing mm. for Cyberpunk, mm. which is a little disappointing because Witcher 3 got two really great massive expansions. Um, but look, I'm still happy to get more um, Cyberpunk. The game is obviously in a much better state. I was very fortunate to play it on Xbox Series X. I played it before the next gen patch, but I was playing it and with my TV that had VRR, it likely 
probably really helped the experience and made it very mm. smooth as well but obviously it does really suck for anyone that, ha that still has an older gen console and fought through those versions and still enjoyed the game and wanted to play more obviously they're not getting access but look for i think it is the right move to make um but i will stress that you know just like anything to do with this game give it a bit of time don't maybe no jump straight into the expansion we know that this game has had a lot of troubles i'll mm. just say the least so this... i won't be jumping in immediately um i don't want any game breaking bugs or <laughs> part of my ignorance though mm. is this going to be paid of course yeah Okay, it's no, a big, it's a big it. major DLC. So, hmm. the, 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 so they have been adding. Well, they've so we'll free, they've had free DLC rights, would not Yeah, so they're add, yeah. adding in new quests and things yeah. uh, with these different updates. And we'll talk about one in a second. Um, so they've been adding some new content over time, as well as obviously trying to fix a lot of the game's issues. As and just you know, and there's some really cool stuff in this update that I'll mention. But yeah, this will be paid uh, unless mm -hmm. you've already got some pre-existing access i don't know if there was like a season pass or anything but i know those special editions did come with something so but uh yeah this this update i was referencing so it's live now is a 1.6 update um we haven't really detailed any of the ongoing updates for cyberpunk because it's just not that interesting but as part of this story i thought i'd include it because there's are a couple of cool things um so they've got the the edge runners anime by studio trigger which is coming out uh this week on netflix which actually looks awesome like mm. these are the guys that did gurren lagen and like really cool um studio um and they're bringing some items across from that into the the game oh, cool. but the big the big one so they're adding clothing transmogrification so that's where nice. you can change your clothing but retain the stats of the the stuff you want I'm, I'm uh, which is always that good you easily said that word that was nothing oh, yeah transmogrification um, they, you can now modify your face and body again, like after you've started the game. I'm at sorry, a you can modibly. Yeah. Okay. You, you really write the notes next time. I know. Okay. I know. It's like that's his, that's his add to it. Um, they're adding cross-platform progression. Oh, so you cool. could be okay, able to share cool. your save files. That's now, good. again, that's I good. I haven't gone and read what the reactions are to this latest update, but look, again... With everything with this game, maybe just give it a bit of time before Wait, we tempt that. Can, I, can I ask one thing about that? How mm -hmm. the hell is that going to work where you could play the DLC on PS5, then going back to PS4? How's it going to How's it going to share? I don't know if the cross-platform is generational or not. I'm not sure. Oh, um, what? I was thinking more PC. I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. No, that probably I, I would assume it's maybe just maybe you can just do it pc to the newer platforms but mm. it, yeah that's that's a good question i'm that i don't know the answer to so i don't want to mm. give wrong info there um and we talked about they've they've been adding new content so there's new some new gigs and stuff um which are just like little cyclists around the map and a new performance mode for xbox series s that's pretty cool. which is cool um and this will be the last major update for the last gen consoles as well so they will do smaller updates and they specifically said in their presentation that they held that they will obviously, from a technical standpoint, um, and especially from a maintenance standpoint, obviously they'll continue to, to support those platforms uh, for a while. But in terms of like this, these big ones, especially new content, this is the last one for current last gen, I should say. I still feel um, I wouldn't say sorry for them, but I still feel that you know somewhere someone, some exec made a decision that said no, we have to go with current gen at the time which would have been yeah. playstation 4 and xbox one gotta do it can't lose out the money etc and then you can tell a lot of people probably said not a good idea the performance is gonna 
it's just it doesn't work with this engine it's stopping our the our ability to do what we want to do with it but no 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 you got to keep doing this and i can kind of see how that one decision just blew up so much that had they not done that i reckon there were so many things not only would they probably have spent way less time having to deal with those issues during development that they could have focused on actually releasing a really good patch proper game at launch on the rest of the 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 consoles it's just a shame that that shit's happened as a result of that one bloody decision yeah i i don't want to open you know like the whole discussion again i'll just say that the the game needed like another year at minimum um even if they scrapped last gen so it's a it's yeah i i still love the game but it's same yeah i loved it even as it was i mean yeah with its fault and I played it at launch and stuff. But it, like, you know, it's super obvious they should never have released it on the previous gen consoles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it should have just been PC first, right? And then come to the consoles yeah. when they did the next gen release of those, right? But like, my question is, do you think this game will ever be redeemed? Oh. I mean, the game is, when we're talking like, there's a lot obviously a lot of people there's a lot of positive steam reviews there's a lot of stuff like that i think there's a lot of there are a lot of people that love this game as it is and obviously that's pc as well Uh so that's that's very skewed Mm -hmm. um i don't think it will ever get it's a no man's sky moment yeah that's especially especially if this is the last the last um they're only doing one major expansion i i don't think they will but they could potentially redeem themselves with maybe another entry in the future so yeah but see this is why when i when i asked is it paid or not because i didn't actually know um that is one of the things that i think redeemed hello games and redeemed a game like no man's sky Mm. they they said hey we (laughs) fucked up we promised these things we will give you these things and more and we're going to do it for free Mm. that's exactly what they did and they just pumped update after update content after content didn't charge a single cent for it as far as i was aware um, I can log in and I have all the updates, all the cool base building, all the extra shit multiplayer that they, they promised originally. It's there. For something like this, where they had this huge fuck up, huge, huge fuck up that the community really hated them for, I would have just gone, you know what, guys? We made enough money on this game. We made them millions and millions. Fuck it. Let's just release this DLC for free. Um, huge expansion. People would love it, hopefully. They'll, they'll see... It, it's a goodwill gesture. And I know they did a bunch of other goodwill gestures, don't get me wrong. But they were kind of like, they had to do those. You know? They had to do those mm. just to save face. Where this this would have been a genuine, we're really fucking sorry. Um, we're only doing one thing and we're going to give it to you for free. And it's going to be awesome. Um, but they didn't. So I think it's... To me, it's, it's, a, it's a bad move to charge for this. If that's actually what's happening. It's kind of tricky because I don't know how many more sales they're going to get from it, right? They've spent a lot of time on it. I don't know. They wouldn't. Tr- I'd yeah. be like, I'd be like, okay. I, I I know it's 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 a balancing act. It's just I think they're now in that position where um they've lost so people have lost so much faith in them that they yeah. they need Agree. I wouldn't call it a miracle, but they need something major to help them get out of this. And I think this mm. was the opportunity to show goodwill to the community. And go, we've made enough money in this game. We don't need to keep trying to make more money of this game. We understand our mistake. Let's just release this for free. 
give people something really awesome. They've got all these really cool, awesome updates, and then move yeah. on to our next game. They re- they I mean, really I don't know what went... their financials are like. Yeah. <laughs> they really went from like z- from hero to zero. It's crazy that it's super crazy. I yeah. think that they were the most beloved studio in the world. Honestly, like, and this is out of Naughty Dog, Nintendo, oh, yeah. all this stuff. I think they were the most beloved. Like, I never really have played any of their games, and I know that you know everyone loves the studio, and then. Mm. To now be like disdained, honestly, I think overall is pretty extreme. That, yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's like their next game. Like if it's Witcher Four, and if they do a great job with that, it's not fucking like super buggy on the release. It's like that's. I think people are going to be like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're back on this train. Yeah, they're they're still an awesome studio. They're just some decisions were fucked. Yeah, you can't blame an entire studio for something like that because the studio is amazing and the game and the scope of it is amazing. And And people internally were saying that, like, they were laughing when they heard the games coming out like at the end of 2019 or whatever it was, and they're like, ah, what? Like, that's a joke, right? Like, that's impossible. Like, the game is like three years away. So, yeah, it's interesting. But it's a, it's, a tr- it's a tricky spot to be in because, again, I believe in the people. And I and yeah. in the end, behind all of this, there's hundreds, thousands of people that work really, really, really hard to develop sure. something hundreds like this. Hundreds of thousands? Or no, you mean thousands of people? Hundreds or thousands. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's thousands yeah, yeah, most yeah. likely. Um, that to, to, to bring a vision like this to reality. And I want to continue sponsoring them. I still believe in the stuff that they do. I still believe well, they've the done... <laughs> And they do amazing work, and maybe I should do that. But at the same time, I'm always like, will the execs learn? Will they learn if I pay oh. for this shit that, that they shouldn't be doing this? I, I'm pretty sure they have. I'm pretty sure by now. But will it stay? The, the key question is, will it stay? Because you can see that play, PS3, Sony learned a lesson with PS4, but they're starting to slip again back into those the mm. arrogance with some of their decisions recently. But So just real quickly before we uh, move on to the next thing, future updates also include new perks, uh, which is cool, subware, and a complete overhaul of the police system and vehicle combat. Um they absolutely needed that, especially the police system. That was actually one of the main things when it came out. I, I just went, you're kidding me. It's like not even anywhere near finished. <laughs> oh he gets so aggressive to you before yeah, you even I, said a word. I didn't play this game on <laughs> launch. No, no, I wasn't talking about that. I, I was talking about I, the, the police I didn't thing. play this game on launch, but I look, maybe I'm very fortunate they patched some of the major issues. Mm. But I, the police is just such a non-issue in the game anyway that it didn't like it didn't phase me. It but did, it's good that they're overhauling it. It, it didn't. But, it but became it a was pile on Swinny. It came a pile weird. on like when the game yeah. got critical momentum of being like, oh, it's too buggy. Then anything like people, anything I remember was, watching yeah. videos of yeah. someone's throwing a rock in the water. Oh, it doesn't splash like it does in GTA Five, and I'm <laughs> like, fuck these people. Like I get it. If hey, if I spin the camera around and the whole thing changes. Because they can't load it properly. That's, that's a problem. Annoying, that's yeah. an immersive yeah. problem. Like throwing yeah. a rock, if you fuck off. Like, if you sw- well, spin no. around a tree in Doom, it looks the same. You know, like yeah. there's things about <laughs> Look, the, the the games cop, that just are weird. It's a game. You know? Yeah, exactly. No, but the cop thing was was completely immersion breaking if that's how you played the game. If you played the game like you would in GTA where you're trying to like outrun the cops and shit like that, it was 100% broken. That thing was yeah. just alpha. In, in the way it was oh, implemented, okay. I thought you meant Alpha in like the edge. No, no, it was, you could you could climb, climb to like Sigma. the top Sigma, of a building. You could glitch into some place, Andrew Tate, be somewhere where no one could possibly ever get to, and cops would just instantly spawn behind you. It was just really not not designed <laughs> properly. But anyway, they also introduced a red mod, which I think is really cool. A uh, bit of news: um, it's a new free modding tool for PC that makes adding mods mods easier, and I think that that is quite 
powerful as long as there's still a community there and, and sometimes i think with these games it's mods and the community adding these kind of things that actually help the game grow or help keep the game alive which Skyrim. i think is really cool so yeah cool. pretty pretty cool all right what did you change sweeney he just deleted the line, so nothing, I would shut up nothing. and I wouldn't keep, keep I mean, talking. He, he also had <laughs> uh, vehicle vehicle combat. A lot nothing. of typos in this. I didn't, I didn't change anything in our run sheet. Uh, Mike. You did. How do I go? Control <laughs> please, Z. Please. Control Z. <laughs> I uh, removed the line about Witcher 3 because I'm like, well, let's not talk about Witcher 3. Yeah, let's we're, not, we're, we're going a bit long. long so. All right, cool. So uh, let's go into our final segment, which is The Big Sizzler. So it's time to wrap up this week's gaming news. Boys, pick a headline. All you can eat, anything you like. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> like, when I added that, I'm like, how is Mike going to say that? Like, exactly is, how I was going to say it. And I'm like, okay, that came way creepier than I was expecting. Um, look, the, in terms of some of the leftover stuff from this week, um, we had the fact that um, Konami has renewed their trademark for Suikoden. Uh, the only Suikoden game I've ever played is Ooh. number five. On PlayStation 2, which I have in my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they are remasters of the older games because I'd like to play them. Um, but for anyone that doesn't know much about Suikoden, um, the Ayudan Chronicles 100 Heroes, that massive Kickstarter game that's coming out next year, is being is a spiritual sequel made by some of the same staff. So it's interesting that Konami are actually potentially bringing back Suikoden like in light of the same period that they're actually doing that spiritual sequel. So... That's likely going to be a Tokyo Game Show announcement. So, okay, hmm. I uh, am slightly disappointed by Atomic Heart being delayed. Uh, it was previously planned for 2022, hmm. sometime, and we only have three months left. But it is coming in Q1 2023, and as I said in the previous segment, that's only three months away technically. So between one now and six months from now. So I was watching some combat um, trailers before. Hmm. Again, proper gameplay. Love me some proper gameplay. And the more I see of it, and I don't want to see too much of it because I don't don't want to spoil it. It's giving mm. me really cool Bioshock vibes uh, mixed with a bunch of other games, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. The game looks cool, it and looks Mick really cool. doing the soundtrack as well. Um, but I was just trying to remember. I was trying to remember was the <laughs> what are you playing? Um, this is a big Sizzler. Oh, Sizzler ad. Yeah, Sizzler ad. I was awesome. like, this is awesome. really familiar. Um, but yeah, I try to think, was it, is that developer Russian for Atomic Heart? Or, I, cause I'm, I don't I'm actually know, to, like, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember, like, it's, because uh, I was thinking like that could complicate stuff, but if maybe I'm misremembering that, um, but yeah. Uh, for me, like, I think it was interesting that Nintendo is starting to release more and more special variants of the Switch OLED. So one thing about Nintendo is, and you know, you can actually go back through the history and you can see this, where they feel like they're not getting enough momentum in hardware sales. They start to actually pump out like more variants. It's it's also Mm. covered in Reggie's book. Like he literally says, this is what they do. And it was a very bad sign with the Wii U that they started doing that within the first year, like mm. having specific variants. Now, obviously, the Switch is a massive seller, but I do think they're probably seeing numbers internally, which is telling them that they need to be more nervous about their numbers. And they've they've started to soften a lot of their um, 
forecast as well. So it's interesting. Like they've now got this new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet special edition, which does look cool. I'm not a Pokemon fan, is, yeah. but it looks awesome. Mm. And you, Swinny, I believe you've got the Splatoon 3 variant. So it's like, I, yeah. Do you have it? Did you get it? No, not in my hands. Oh my but God. It's, it's, oh, but you do have it. I like how you've paid it's on the way. for it. Show us. Cool, but That's haven't. on the way. Okay. <laughs> you haven't got it. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting that they're doing that. So I'd kind of, you know, like as much as they've said previously, they believe it's like midway through the cycle or like near that. I think that the Switch is, seems like based on some of the behaviors recently, more like a three year horizon. Mm. I'd imagine that, you know, they'd probably be announcing the next console in like 2024, 2025. Right. I did think about putting it as a story because we often cover the variants and special editions, but um, I don't yeah. know if you guys... Have you actually seen I was going to raise I, this. The camo version of the PS5 are you talking about? No, no. Oh, sorry. What are you no, talking the, about? No, the, the Pokemon Switch. Yeah, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen yeah. It, it looks awesome. I've seen it, yeah. I'm really? not a fan of the two colors. Oh, really? The, I, I love don't, it. I don't, yeah. I don't like the... like the, the symbols at the bottom of the Joy-Con just seem like really weirdly placed. I don't know. Like There's something about oh, that. Okay. Maybe the just... it up on screen. It's a tasting, oh, obviously. Like I, just I well, similar with the, <laughs> similar with the the Zelda Joy Cons. Like I wasn't a big fan of that, whereas I, you thought they were really cool. So it's like I guess there's, I mean, everything's. Yeah, I, I love those mm. ones. Yeah, that's a that's a really yeah. good. You example, know what I love? Actually. I just love the plain white OLED one. So a, any of the yeah. branded ones, you guys know me not into it. Yeah, just that orange. It's very. I like uh, it, man. It's bold. Dark. It's it's full on. You know, like I, I like it. A bit dark. I love what the box. The to box get looks it? awesome. It's, is it one ninety nine? If you have a for Switch your OLED. normal OLED, okay, cool. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. I love like this stuff. It's super aggressive. Like, yeah, it's cool. I guess, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, but no, I'm a big fan. I think of it's that. the I think it's the jo- front of the Joy Cons. Those icons just a little weird to me. The Pokeball the is probably my favorite touch, to be honest. Where they've integrated the Poke. The, yeah, the one thing you're yeah, never yeah, going to yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that. The back of it. That, all right. That sold me. Such a small touch. <laughs> that that is me. the coolest touch. I love that. I'm going to cancel my Splatoon order and get myself. No, no um, I like it. Oh, so as, as we're talking about these ones, mm. I don't know if this is... Oh, wait. Let me... i got to go back so I don't like reveal anything. Um, no, I was... The, P- the, the PS5. PS5. Have, you, have you guys seen the, P- the camo PS5? No, stuff? I actually have not. No. Oh, really? Well, sorry, I did, but it was camouflaged, so I couldn't actually see it. It just looked like there was nothing there. <laughs> this, Where oh, is it? yeah, I do remember. They're releasing this. all camo for like uh, the DualSense, the whatever the headset's called. I can't remember. Uh, what is, is it? it? Are you showing it yet? Or what? Can you see it? No. Shut up, Mike. He's making oh, a John Cena joke. <laughs> um, I. Look, it's is it tied into a game or is it just literally? Oh, we're gonna make right. a camo. Like, yeah, just, Call of Duty. <laughs> they just released it. It's kind of crazy. I love, I love that they're doing this. Actually, I think this is really cool. It reminds me. I think the controller and heads. The controller and heads look okay. I don't know about the full console because it's so big. It's being super. I mean, some people are, especially you know. I'd imagine. I hate to stereotype, but COD players would be into this. Uh, it's totally not my aesthetic. At all would not fit in any home I would ever have, but <laughs> it's different. You know, some people like this. This is, this is the man with the what with the dead dead island statue. <laughs> that like, was yeah, the this, man many this years ago. Camo thing, sorry. That was like literally probably close to fifteen years ago or something. I'm a different man now. And even yeah. back then, I honestly don't think I would have a camo. I feel like this will be worth a lot thing. of money in the future because I feel like this is going to be extremely limited. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, they'd have a big run of this because it's so niche. It's so this weird. This feels very niche. Mm. Can you can you niche. just buy the 
plate separately. Yeah, well, down uh, down at the bottom was a separate place. Wasn't it, it had the, yeah, the sails, but it, I don't know if they're actually up already. Because I can think, but... like, with the fact that you can get those new plates, I think that is, like, going to get a lot more people to buy that kind of stuff. I suppose, mm. okay, I actually need to go buy a PS5. Plus, I can't I get my hands on a PS5, you know? <laughs> I love the plates, man. The plates are super cool. Like, such a cool yeah. idea. Today was the first day I actually saw, I think it was Costco something, selling the Series X. Yeah, they're all separate. They're all separate. They're all separate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because it Um, showed just the the plates in one of the pics, it looked like. One Mm. of the other stories that I just want to mention, so Mm. we're we're not, I didn't think to put it in the story, because none of us are probably that interested, but, you know, there's a whole Disney games showcase that they did where they announced a... Uh, you know, Amy Hennig's new um, Black Panther, Captain America game, and a bunch of other stuff. But weirdly, like such a random thing, Bithel game. So Mike Bithel, the developer behind Thomas Was Alone, and I reviewed oh, Solitaire yeah. Conspiracy on the show, mm-hmm. a Subsurface Circular, and a Quarantine. And like, really cool little indie developer is making a Tron game that's like almost like a visual novel. Some of his games uh, are like okay, visual novels anyway. Okay. But it's like... What a cool! I I'm not I have probably have no interest in it because I'm not into Tron, but oh. it's really cool to see like a, a dude that's been obviously working away, slaving away on these games mm. that you know, have pretty small niche audiences, get a real good shot at a, a you know it's not like I'm not saying it's a massive franchise, but compared comparatively, well, the stuff he's been IP. doing, it's a big IP with yeah. Disney. Like that yeah. is really cool, and I'm I'm so happy for the dude. So yeah, no, that's okay. awesome. That's awesome. The that's other one really that's funny. not in the uh, run sheet is the update to the PS5, which is pretty major. So they've added 1440p mode. So if you've got a compatible HDMI, it needs to be HDMI 2.0 or higher mm-hmm. um, into a PC monitor, you can display 1440p, <gasps> which awesome. is, to me, the best like display resolution. Most of the mm-hmm. games don't run at native 4K anyway. They use checkerboard. So I think 1440p is definitely the sweet spot. And... You know, it's something that everyone was saying Sony's not going to do. So I actually appreciate that they've done mm. this. They've done the VRR stuff recently. Unfortunately, my monitor is a little bit... Like, it's literally one year, I think, too old. Oh. So it only has HDMI 1.4, so I can't use it. Shit, I didn't even Which check would be annoying, question. so... But... That would be, because especially with VRR, that'd be freaking sweet yeah, to be able yeah. to... Oh, I don't think you... Do I don't think you can use VRR on, uh, on... 1440p mode from memory. I okay. think it's... 4K you can. Ah, dang it. 1080 oh. you can. I don't think you can with 1440. <laughs> no. I might be wrong. Should check that. So we'll check it out. But oh, yeah, that's a big update. A quick one on the um, on the on the Switch thing and the life of the Switch and everything. I've been seeing more and more companies starting to release handheld devices, mm. um, Windows devices, etc. That is really. I, I wonder what N- Nintendo must be starting to get a little scared in that sense. Um, because a lot of these companies, the, the major probably the major limitation is just battery life, and that's mostly because you can play some pretty powerful games on it. Like you can play God of War at 30 FPS on these consoles, yeah. only for about an hour and a bit, but you can still do it. So once they kind of get chips that are a bit more efficient, so I'm thinking maybe the next uh, Ryzen series might hit the spot because they're supposed to be more efficient. Um, I, for one, actually, to be honest, I don't think I'd get a Switch anymore. I don't think I'd... I'd I- use the switch i would get rid of my switch 
Honestly, I don't think Nintendo is scared of that because no, they're very, they're talking no, no, no. very different people. Maybe I understand, Mike. You, in your situation, there was a like bit, bit of market share, I think. Be, to stuff no, like because that. if Nintendo was scared of that kind of any stuff, like they'd be doing very different things than what they do. Like, just look at their approach to hardware and the fact that mm. you know, like they're always or for a long time have been behind the curve on that. It's because they're not scared of yeah, but that, that's the, because the, they the did other P players in the market. Something different to some extent. You know, the Switch, the Wii U. Okay, the Switch, different, I think, in many ways. The Wii U, different. The Wii was different. They had something different to compete with. What I'm trying to say here is that there are now devices being released, like the Steam Deck and an array of Windows devices and other gaming devices that are directly competing with the Switch now uh, the that Steam, blow the, the Switch Steam, out of the water in many ways. So The Steam Deck, look, you, you could there could be an argument made there. When we're talking anything else, people interested in the Switch have no idea other things exist. Like, they may hear about the Steam Deck, but they don't hear yeah, about these Steam other Deck, PCs. Steam, the Venn diagram of people buying the Switch for Animal Crossing and buying Steam Deck no, is I know, pretty I know, narrow, but it's still, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, I think there is still... Uh, uh, and, you know, I'm, I don't. I speak to myself, obviously. I don't know what you guys are like. You, you probably won't fall into that camp. And it's probably... But, but it comes down to me. It'll come down to... I will have it for exclusives and that's it. I have zero incentive at that point. Like they're happy. Um, yeah, but I will probably sell it because I don't think there's enough exclusives for you me personally. You don't sell no, I will shit. because I actually don't think there's enough exclusives for me, and there's no point having two devices to play a, an array of games where I can play way more games that I actually want to play at better performance than what the yeah. Switch does on a different handheld device. Um, so I'll, I'd be no... out. I'd be literally out of the market in about a year. I wouldn't have a Switch anymore. I... Yeah, I'm not saying there's no my, people my in that words. situation. Obviously, you are an example of that There'll kind of person. But like me. the there's whole thing was are Nintendo scared, and they know that yeah. the vast majority of their consumers aren't like they want to play Mario and Pokemon, and yeah. outside of doing emulation and and stuff like that, which most of them, if they don't know how to do it they probably don't know it exists anyway you know so the yeah, way no, to do I that agree stuff with that. i do so. agree with that i they don't de- think it's going to completely demolish the switch or something i just think it's going to cut into their sales more and more um, yeah but they, nintendo zigs when everyone zags right like they're not even they don't even play compete against other people they don't even care like when i was reading when they were developing splatoon they didn't even play other multiplayer games yeah you to learn the benefits really of like yeah. Yeah. party mm. systems and shit like that and they even even yeah. they still haven't implemented it in the way that everyone else does they have to have their own way of doing it like mm. you play the mode no i play with friends that's what i want to play in that mode with so no i like and i'm adamant i feel like you know maybe in the off season when it's not as much news, like I, I've just got a real big belief that they're going to make like a, the next switch is going to be like a switch VR thing where they're going to have like a headset and then the unit of the switch oh. can like slot into the headset. So then you can kind of like, you know, cause it's a big thing with Japan. Like they still have a space problem. Mm. So they don't want to hook it up to the TV necessarily. So I don't know. I'm just really adamant. They're going to try to do something crazy like that. Which again, like I didn't think they would even focus on anything else that anyone else is doing. So, space problems is an interesting one because the other day I was uh, I was inquiring as to whether if I died, my girlfriend <laughs> would be allowed to bury my body in the backyard. And it turns what? out you can't just bury your body in the backyard, you idiot. I know that now. I know that now. It turns out you can't do that. Why so would you, you think can't. you could bury a human body because in a I'm random like, backyard? I know that technically it's not my land, but I would have loved the 
the idea that that she could bury me in my backyard, plant a, a cherry tree, let's say, and the tree would be nourished by my. But who do you think would want to buy a house? Come with posing body, human skeleton. There, she would there. never sell the house. It'd be like you can't sell the house. Not, not allowed. Like never. I know that. I get that you can't. And I I, I read about it, and it turns out wow. yeah, you can't. But it got me thinking that at least what you can do, obviously, because they can't. The government can't stop you from doing that. No, but see, I come. I I guess I come from a background where I grew up in the countryside when. I I was a kid. Where okay, you wouldn't bury your bloody grandma in well, the backyard. I get that, but we did have a you know a we we had a, uh, a, sorry, a cemetery very close to the house and and anyway the 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 point I'm trying to make is you are by the way allowed to to put the ashes at so least. I, thank thank. Are you so allowed? Right? Wait, how the hell did we get to this discussion? I'll explain why in a sec. There is a connection. What were you going to say into God? I was just saying the, the like, last two and a half hours have been totally off the rails. <laughs> I don't know if you are allowed to spread your ashes. No, you can't. I looked into they that. They don't prosecute people. Out. I know that. Because someone, yeah. when Buddy Franklin and the AFL kicked a thousand, uh, sorry, yeah, got to a thousand goals, someone took out their mum's or grandma's ashes onto the SCG and dumped it. Because they're like, the I don't wow. have any other opportunity to do this. I'm like, you're a dickhead. You shouldn't wow. do it at all. People have to literally go and play straight after that. So they're playing on your, your, they'll be sliding around on that grass yeah. and, and yeah. they didn't consent yeah. to that. I don't it's want freaking to make bullshit. Jokes about that. But, but yeah, so, so I, uh, apparently you can. So the deal now is, and she's not going to do it. I've got a friend who, who put his hand up to do it. They will take my ashes and they will what? spread it and then they will plant the tree and the tree will be nourished by my ashes, which I think is symbolically cool. I think your ashes will nourish the tree, by the way. Probably just to, not. Just but to hurt your feelings. What? Okay, games, the Mike. Re- what? No, what? The reason why I had yeah, this connection this in my can head is Can I take your games? If you're, if we're I may up your be... Body? In, I may, you can. You can, can I take the Dead Island you statue? Take whatever you have. Can, can I have the Cyberpunk Xbox One? Take it. Take it all. <laughs> no, seriously, it's on record now. Can you can you put you that in a will? The, you yeah, can have the Xbox. Will. What the, technically it should classify as a will. You can go to the judge and go to episode ninety six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two, yeah. two minutes away from the Because that is a really good Jerry Seinfeld impression. <laughs> uh, but the reason why I I started this entire bloody tangent is because don't quote me on this, but I somehow I saw a statistic related to this whole cremation thing and whatnot. That um, Japan has a hundred percent cremation rate, which kind of struck me as odd. <laughs> I thought they would still, you know, have cemeteries and stuff, but maybe it's just so high because of the lack of space and stuff. No, they have cemeteries. Is, That's the same as Hong high. Kong. They have cemeteries. Joe, but... They definitely yeah, do Joe, because I worked they have at cemeteries urns. when they have I was urns, there. Though. No, it's all urns. Joe's getting the rock yeah. band sets, which is fascinating. Just, I think. Oh damn, he's Joe just, picked uh, the good oh, one over damn, the rock band sets. Sorry, That's Joe. Right. That's right. Okay, you can have the rock, rock bag instead. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Hey, I, I, Mrs. Back. Hello. I, I cut in. I cut in your mic. Sorry, I missed the whole connection of cremation and Japan to video games again. Sorry. There's no. There's no. Because Switch. I was thinking about switching VR and the limited are you, space. Are you going to die? Has. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah, so, is a connection. So the link was limited oh space god. to Japan. Yeah. That was the link. Oh my god. Yeah, because you can't oh bury god. dead bodies. You got to like. <laughs> It's a oh, space, yeah. All right, all right. There's brain. one last we thing I want to mention. Show, yeah. There's one last thing I want to mention. Um, just because I love this character. So, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, that uh, you know, the the game from Team Ninja and Square Enix. They announced a new DLC featuring Gilgamesh, who is the return the returning boss character, iconic Final Fantasy character. I love that. That's actually made me want to actually get this game now and start playing. I was eventually going to get it, but now I know there's a Gilgamesh DLC. 
I'm actually really pumped to get into it. What's so. what's the word that they use in the trailer all the time? Chaos. Chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos again. Yeah, that's right. Chaos. It's I chaos. love that. Yeah, Gilgamesh is awesome, and his theme about on big, big bridge is probably my favorite Final Fantasy song. So, yeah, nice, awesome, Very cool, nice. cool, Mike. Awesome. Very good. That was that was an exciting uh, episode. Gosh, I wish people could have heard the pre-show. That was really funny too. In retrospect, not so funny when we actually spoke about it. It's a roller coaster. Not sure if it's funny in retrospect either. Man. Yeah, yeah, maybe not really funny in retrospect either. <laughs> I guess I do find some things bizarre. It it does remind me actually. This is oh, going to sound horrible, but I'll finish on this note. <laughs> Can I just leave? No, no, no. You got This is a good bit. So, uh, so Chuck Felinewick. <laughs> I may have actually told you guys your batting your batting record doesn't it's line up. It's horrible. With it. I know. This is a good bit for going. But let, let me tell you this bit. So Chuck Palahniuk, who's one of my favorite authors, he wrote Fight Club, which then got turned into the popular film that I think we're all, all aware with. Uh, did a podcast uh, with on on the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, and oh, now, that's when he's Joe, really happy. You're talking about Joe. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> hey, hey, get back! It's it's a good it's a good tale. So and. Anyway, Joe was Joe was saying, "Hey man, how do you deal with all the shit in your life?" Because he goes, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Joe goes, "Your your mother died. I blame from, God. Your mother died from cancer. You made you the host. Your dad got killed by a white supremacist, um, and your accountant slash manager ran off with most of your money within a short period of time. How do you deal with this shit? How do you like keep going and stuff?" And he goes, "Well, there's a thing called cognitive reframing that I do." Well, I take this thing in my head that I can't do anything about, and I reframe it. So let me give you an example. Before my dad, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Okay, this is this is those, this those is, this Biden is what, glasses have really got you rambling. I, I this tell is you what he said, right? Yeah, he said, "I'll link you guys to the episode if you don't believe me." <laughs> so he said, he said, uh, before his dad had died, his dad wanted wanted him to introduce him to Vinona Ryder because he liked Vinona Ryder, and he knew that Chuck <laughs> knew Vinona Ryder. <laughs> So, say Winona Ryder. Whatever you her say name, the name is. Again? I'm not saying it's it amazing. <laughs> I am not saying What's it again. Anyway, no, I missed so... the name. I missed the name. What was the name? Win, win, Winona. Winona. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Winona Vignogna Ryder. Anyway, so so his dad kept wanting to wanting them to to be introduced, um, and Chuck was always like, ah, I don't really want to introduce them to. It's really awkward, really weird. He's just gonna crack onto her and stuff. So anyway, Chuck goes, when he got the phone call that his dad had been killed by a white supremacist, one of the first things that came to his head was, thank fuck I don't have to deal with that Venona Ryder situation now. And that's, to him, that was cognitive reframing. It was when he put himself in a situation where there's nothing he could do about it other than look at the positive of that situation. Yeah, thanks. Hey! <laughs> For people tuning in really late, I've got an eye infection, okay? You're That's why I'm wearing this. It's not pink eye. I think it's Russell not, Westbrook's got the right reaction to you. He got eye. it from Ikea meatballs. It is not pink eye and it did not come from Does Ikea it, meatballs. It actually looks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's talking about the glasses, man. That's what's talking about the glasses. <laughs> yeah, but do you have but one where he's wearing the, the hat perfect. as well? Oh, oh shit, man, Napoleon crazy. Dynamite. That's one of my favorite All shows. Right. Sorry, Mike. So, cognitive reframing. Mm-hmm. So, that was... Waiting for you to complete it. Well, the, I do that too. I, I, I often find myself, if I'm in a shitty situation, I 
I laugh about it because it's basically all I can fucking do about it. I can cry about shit. I can be depressed, which I've gone through. You guys know that. But now I'm, in, I'm at the point in my life where literally the best response my, my brain has is I just, I see the light part of it because fuck it. Like, what's the alternative to me? And it's, it, and I, I know it sounds psychotic. And I, when I first heard what, when Chuck said this, I heard this a few years ago. Now I'm like, wow, this guy's a psycho. But but it makes sense. It freaking makes sense. And I can joke about it myself. Like I joked just before about my death. I don't give a fuck. One day I will jerked. Not jerked about my death. Honestly, if you guys want it, I I implore you. I implore you. On the day that you hear, God, I'm done. On the day that you receive the news that I am dead and gone, please take take down your pants, let one out in my honor, and. Move on with your lives. That's what I'm hoping you'll do. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so Winnie, next week, I think I think you need to be the host next, next week. week. I think we 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 have a three person podcast. The best benefit of it is that you can have a fair democratic system. I am now voting that Mike has to be taken <laughs> off the hosting duties. Hey, I think I'm voting that myself as no, well. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. So, Swinny, are you going to be the host next week? You want to host next um, week? Give it a crack? I, I can give it a shot. Like I... this guy in the middle is... I, I actually think we're going to have to change the layout. Mike has to be diminished. He's going to be a quarter of the size next week. Because <laughs> he's talking utter shit now. I'm not. I just yeah. You're not. Um, yeah, I have not. Weird, Mike, weird views about some of this. Mike, stuff. that may have been, and the previous segment about burying yourself in the backyard mm. might have been the <laughs> most be off illegal. tangent rambling you've done on the show yet. And oh really? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> it. It was a Biden-esque ramble. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's the glasses, man. And uh, the, the the threads of your like, mind and how they connect these things and then trigger you to go, this isn't important enough that I'm going to waste <laughs> 10 minutes of these gentlemen's lives <laughs> while hey, we're it alive. is important. It concerns my going away, you know. Can you, can you at least what donate your, my your brain to science when you die so they can study, like, sure, how that connects? <laughs> and decisions are made. Like, and we all know, like, Mike is a super intelligent person. And yet, I don't know about that. How does an intelligent system produce such bizarre outcomes that are so illogical and pointless? Oh, all shit, right. man. So we don't have anything planned for next week, I don't think. <laughs> right? Um, I will... I'll pro- Other I than you being... Didn't put, I didn't put it in, but I, I might give... If I can get around to playing, I might give impressions on Still Rising, the new, um, mm-hmm. the new Souls-like from Spiders, Spiders. Uh, Makers of Greedfall, um, that came out this week, but I didn't get a chance to play it, so we didn't uh, put it in. So I might cover that. Um, in, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll beat it. Um, we'll see. So yeah, I'll be playing Splatoon three like crazy. Uh, on the analog pocket front, they're working on the NES core and porting that across. I- you know, I know that we were originally going to have a like a, a bit of an analog update, but I when I went to check Twitter, like the analog pocket thing, I saw all that. And I'm like, man, this move news is moving so fast. By the time we actually got to do the show, there was probably all new stuff that's outdated that's like adding in each time. Like, I yeah, saw I was going to add that stuff. in, but yeah, I just couldn't be bothered in general. But um, but yeah, yeah like that was just really like quick. moving so quickly, you know. Oh, it's awesome because they've got the massive base on Mister, so it's like a porting effort. So. 
like I've always said, they'll have NES, NES, Mega Drive. It like it's gonna be amazing. I love the pocket. Like this new update is changed my you know, usage of the device. And I, I literally take I actually take it over my Switch when I go to work, like on the train and stuff Damn. and play Picross and it's just really good for that kind of stuff. Cat Nintendo. I gotta say, like, I'm not the most approachable person, but I am kind of shocked that no one said, like, hey, what the hell is that thing? Because it's super obvious I'm playing, like, Game Boy games, which is not the most common thing you'd ever think on a train, but, hmm. but yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Nerd. Awesome. <laughs> just just <laughs> find a drive-by. <laughs> just nail in that coffin just right there. No coffin. Ashes. Thank you. Tree. Tree. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>